think I started recording after I played the intro, so uh, it might be a little cut off for people listening <laughs> afterwards. Uh, hello. Hello. Hello and welcome to the Voices from Behind podcast, where every week we talk about things. And uh, yeah, uh, we were just discussing the uh, results of the vote voting back home of the new parliament before we started recording. And uh, let's just let's just not. Let's no, just no, not we're not. We're not going to get into. It. I'm just saying if 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 you hear us saying things along the lines of "We live in a society," at some point it'll be a callback to that joke that we said before we started recording. Um, also, Batman Hush is not great. Well, it's not great, but it has some redeeming qualities. It has a few actually really good bits of, bits of it, but... I mean, this is like, the, the outside of Bad Blood, this is legitimately the whole cycle of new Batman movies. It has bits in it, <coughs> but it's never really great. Yep. Bad Blood is probably the greatest one of them all, for obvious reasons. Yeah. You could, yeah. But, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, let's get, let's talk about what we did during the week because uh, I've barely done, I've not done much, so I can go first if you want, but yeah, do it. I bought Resident Evil 4 last night nice, good job. on sale, <coughs> Okay. and I tried playing it earlier, and I submitted a refund for it <laughs> because it genuinely gave me motion sickness, which I didn't expect. I mean, it has been years since we last played that game. Yes. Things have evolved and changed. And so. uh, it, did you, do you remember the game not having strafing? Oh, yeah. When you press A and or D. Yeah, you just turn. You just camera. turn. Yeah, I, I remember that part. Yeah, but you, you, you can't do that while you're using the mouse. So if, if I turn the mouse... I just move the camera while Leon stays in the place where he was before. Doesn't sound too bad. I mean, it's a workaround. It could be done. Yeah, if I right-click once for you know for the camera to snap to where I was, it'll do it. But that's the bit that gave me the motion sickness because my two hands were fighting each other as to who was turning and who was not turning to where I, I was. Mean, I was like, let's be fair. Do you miss the shift days? No, I don't miss the original port. No. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll let them slide on this one. I mean, it's I not will, great. but I, I just couldn't. I genuinely like. I got past the first fight before everybody goes into the um, in the church. Yeah. You know where the where the bell rings and all the all the infected are like, yeah. oh, la, la campana, oh, a guy, and the, you know, and they go. And then I play for a bit afterwards to where you get to the farm and you start shooting the blue pendants that are everywhere, and I'm like. I just couldn't. I I was I was fighting with the controls because literally you could you control Leon. For I, I have a perfect analogy for this, as if he were a car. Well, I mean tank controls. Come on. He controls like like you're controlling a car in a racing game on PC to where W goes forward, S goes backward, and A and D turn you. And I wouldn't mind that control scheme if the camera worked like a classic third-person shooter would. To where I could still turn left and right, like if it controlled like like Hitman, you know how in Hitman if you press D, like uh, uh, Agent Forty Seven will just turn right and keep going right. 
but then you have independent camera control. Like, I don't mind that. Except, th I don't know what it is. I, I was just fighting with it. And I, I like, I, I love RE4. And I, I remember playing it back in the day and you to completion and going, oh, this is fun. After they fixed all the stuff. Like, I even tried playing it with a controller. And it, I still I, mean, I still couldn't, like... The game is made for controller. It was ported with the manual controller. Like, they don't fucking bother yes. anymore. But, like, I tried playing with the controller. And even then, it's like... Yeah, your left stick controls the character and where he turns. And the right stick controls when you aim. Which left me even more confused because I'm so used to my right hand controlling the camera that I... I, I it's, some, it's something about muscle memory that just made me go, uh-uh, I can't. And then something about the way the camera moves genuinely made me feel sick. And I had to stop. I was like, no, I can't. I, I just can't. Um... Yeah, and I, I think I finally fixed my sleep schedule. That's what I've been doing for the last few days. And we were talking like how about I've not switched the computer off for a while because I just wanted, wanted a rest from it. But I did switch on the PlayStation 3. And? Which is in the other room. And I've played a bunch of Demon's Souls. And? De Demon's Souls is a good video game. Good. The problem with it is that the, it's not made for the PlayStation 3, even though it's a PlayStation 3 exclusive. Because the PS3 is not a powerful machine. And, uh, I mean, it used to be, but that's yeah. not it. And FromSoft games are notoriously poorly optimized for consoles to where, you know how in Dark Souls, I've, sh I've shown you many a Dark Souls footage before. Mm -hmm. You see uh, some explosive barrels, and then you throw a firebomb and the barrels explode. Yeah. Well, when you do that, when there's many barrels on the PlayStation 3 version of Demon's Souls, you throw, <laughs> you throw the firebomb, and then the game goes, hey! <sighs> and then it starts going. Like, the frame rate is very... I think it's like an unlocked 30. But anytime there's an explosion or water or several particle effects, it slows down to, I want to say, like 12 frames a second. So you can imagine what certain fights are like when the game just decides to shit itself halfway through them. But apart from that, it's a good video game. It's it's still very jank. It's still in the early stages of the Souls engine, and you can really tell. But um, it's fine. And apart from that, I uh, yeah I watched Hush, which we're gonna talk about later. And I've been outside a lot because it's been sunny. So I've been spending nice. I've I've been spending time outside, uh, staring at the sky, trying not to have a hay fever. And luckily, so far, it hasn't happened. Uh, yeah. What did you do this week? Well, um, I finished watching Sons of Anarchy. Good show. Good show, and I can pinpoint exactly when I, the show goes downhill for me. How many seasons was it? Uh. Six or seven. Wasn't it like halfway through season four? Mm, it's when the cartels show up. So yeah, I think it, I think that is halfway through season four. I mean, season three is season four. Yeah. But the reason why it goes downhill is even afterwards, they kind of acknowledge it. It's kind of what worked in their favor at the beginning. As, um, the sons were small timers. Like, they, they peddled guns and that was about it. And once the cartel shows up and comes to the big-ass fucking game with the loads of other gangs and shit going on, it kind of just just loses me. Yeah. And OP's death 
some uh, some of my friends were uh, were at the opinion that OP's death was uh, for them the downfall. I can see that. Oh, spoilers for everyone who hasn't watched it. OP dies. I know. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Everybody knows about that though. So. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I can see that as being a big issue because you know OP was a great character and Jax kind of falls apart after his death. Um, I kind of enjoyed it for the most part. Okay. But by the end, it just became a fucking who's who bullshittery. Yeah, that thing. Merlin Nelson makes an appearance. Oh, yes. I mean, they at least got the AB correct. (laughs) Because that is what the fuck they do, so I'm fine with that. Now that you said Marilyn Manson, I'm reminded of... uh, James Rolfe put out a video that I'm going to have to watch where he reviews uh, uh, Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. But he reviews it together with Corey Taylor from Slipknot. So I'm just going to go... I'm, I'll be watching that after we're done here. I just logged yeah. into Twitter and it's like one of the first things that's there. Yeah, uh, what else? Um, I started watching The Sopranos and The Wire... Mostly just watching The Wire. The Wire is one of those shows that just... Keep on watching? You yes. On watching. Like, I don't think it's it's ever going to get old. And it just holds up all the time. Like, all the episodes, all the... like. It's just great. Um, other than that, uh, I didn't play anything much interesting... Well, did you play any, anything anything of note or? Uh, not, nah, not really. No. Like, maybe next week I'll have something to talk about, but eh, just the usual shit I've been playing. Yeah. Played a bit of Ultra Kill. The fucking changes are massive. There's quite a few changes, yeah. Uh, I still need to go back to it. Like, I, I launched it on patch day, went into the cyber grind, but I didn't really do much else. I know there, oh. I know there's a couple of new modes. I know there's a mode that starts you off at 200 HP, <laughs> and it's ridiculous. Uh, well, I guess, so I, I thought that we had episode 3 out. We I, I thought that as well, yeah. It's not, it's, it's going to be a while. Hakita said that they're working on it, like, really hard. Yeah, and I tried to beat the last boss, and I couldn't, because I fucking forgot the game. So, oh yeah, yeah. Ultra, Ultra Kill is one of those games where you're like, okay, I need to get back into it. Holy, oh my goodness, oh god, oh, oh, whoa, uh, yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I reinstalled Rafi on the Ruin, so I'm working on playing through that shit show. Yeah, I need to play that as well. Again, I've not touched the computer in a while, so... See, I... since I'm playing on, on the last difficulty, I'm pretty much having, uh, using the salt tethers, Dave. Yeah. God, I fucking forgot how much I hated the, the sort of things in the RAF. The the uh, custom the custom checkpoints, you mean? No, the custom checkpoints are fine. I was um, the sponginess of some of the Arabies uh, yeah, is just yeah. The, I, I, which ones in particular? Because I the moment you say sponginess, the first thing that comes to mind is the giant fuckers that lob the the green slime everywhere. No, those are easy. You just use the. For, the cyst spitter, I think it was called. Oh, the, the, the grenades, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the grenades, you just outfire them once and they die. Oh, the, if you land the, off the, the, it. Oh, the When it yeah. does the, the triple, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much how you deal with them. No, I was referring to the flying bastards, the heretics, I think they were. 
Oh, the, the ones that look like the uh, Pain Elemental from Doom 64. Uh, except they are Kaku Demons, and they're fucking assholes that I have. No, the Pain Elementals 64 are the ones with three mouths. Yeah, I know, but those are uh, equivalents to Kaku Demons. Well, I know, but I'm saying they look like the Pain Elementals. And it's a fucking shit show when they spawn, like, four of them in a small space. Because, you know, I'm playing on last difficulty, so one head of them takes, like, 60 HP from me. Yeah, wait, don't, don't they Don't they also die from a triple triple shot from the spitter? If you want to waste ammunition on that, sure. Yeah, I, th I think it's the spitter is literally, like, it's them. They're the only ones that use the spitter on most of the time. No, I keep the spell only for uh, lobby bastards and Did, occasionally for the Have they picture. put anything else new weapon-wise in the game? Oh yeah, there's a fuck cannon. Oh. I haven't, found, I haven't found it, so I presume it's going to be later on. Okay. Well, I'm not, I didn't even... I thought they were like going to put on like a massive crossbow or something. Um, yeah, I checked in the options, but I haven't gotten that one, because I'm currently in the Maya, so you know shit's fucking bad, because yeah. uh, the Maya can get really fucking grindy when it comes to that. Like, I'm, I was legitimately reloading the places so I could beat them with more ammunition, because the next, the next shit show is, oh shit, <laughs> I also hate the charging bastards. They pretty much two-shot me, or one-shot me. Yeah, it's uh, not the I best also, time. I also love when I around the corner and I see the uh, the, the original cyst spitters, not the frogs. Oh, oh the, yeah, those are... the the exploding zombies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they pretty much one shot you. Oh yeah, if, if if you're anywhere near them as well, when they, when they when they suicide, it's a, it's um. Instant death. Yeah, even uh... even on lower difficulties, they're 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 sometimes impossible to deal with. Yeah, and I fucking love running a corner into one and with no reaction. I was like, oh, okay, sure, whatever, fuck you. You run in and just go, eh, and before, so how before you even go, eh, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, look how the time I'm cheesing fights. Yeah. And yes, I found ways to cheese fights. It was a, it's a fucking necessity. No, there, there are ways. Because uh, I mostly deal with the janky AI of the enemies. Yeah, the AI is still not, uh, not that I great. I mean, it's... It's quick engine, so I wasn't expecting great AI. Yeah, but the tank AI works in favor because it's still quick. Uh, Is it, isn't it dark places though? <clears throat> same thing though. It's same engine. All right, it's just modified, and it looks fucking amazing. That's a, it's a very uh, good looking game, yes. At least I'm getting a, above fifty percent secrets per level, and I haven't still finished the Maya. I might actually get to a hundred on the Maya. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, secrets in this game are a bit. But usually they're kind of worth it. Yeah. Because they give you a lot of things to work with, which is a fucking necessity. Yeah, like fucking... most of the secrets are literally just extra health, extra ammo, you know. Uh, no, uh, they, most of the secrets are actually armor, yeah. the dark kind, which is uh, really good, uh, mm -hmm. items. Items, they're both the items. Yes. There's a spell book? No, there is no spell book. I don't see the the spell book, book placeholder name is assumed to be one of the wep nine weapons in Wrath Aeon of Ruin. For nine weapons, I only saw six in the menu. The slag cannon. Yeah, flag cannon. Is one Same of the shit. nine weapons available in Wrath. Well, I guess I'm going to have something to look forward to because more weapons means more fun. Yeah, it's it means the first I weapon to be to added do. in. Uh, in uh, I'll introduce, that's the word I'm looking for, in the content update 2 and first found in the Priory. Oh, so it's in one of the other levels. 
Oh yeah, that's the priority. I remember trying the priority and I fucking lost my goddamn uh, hello. No, nah, I'll need to start again and just go go through the mire first. You know, go through the No I got a coops first for me personally, then I go Maya. Hmm. I I just wait which one is the uh was it the Undercrofts that I'm thinking of? And the Undercrofts was yeah, that was the catacombs. The 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 massive graveyard level, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the undercrofts. I usually do undercrofts first, Maya second, but I think the game is to, uh, would be much easier if you do Maya first and the cross second. The Maya is the, the, Maya's the swamp, yes? Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, so, this is what happened on my original fucking uh, entry of the Maya after I finished the undercrofts. I, I walk into the, the Maya, go into the first fight, you know, it's just a couple of zombies, uh, in the in the distance, they spawn one of those hellion bastards that snipe the living shit out of you. <laughs> and God, I had a fucking pistol for those goddamn cunts. And a couple of uh, the shotgunners downstairs. I'm like, ah, easy, you know. I deal with it. Then I go and kill another uh, hidden hellion. That's fine. Then I walk up the fucking uh, stairs, and you see a spawn of one scrag. Oh, whatever the fuck the uh, Wait, thing the is. The scrags are the f- little flying things. Yeah. Yeah. Entry, en- entry heretics. I walk further up ahead, spawns three more heretics and a fucking piece of shit frog on the top of it, and I have barely any ammunition left. And I'm like, um, oh, well, fuck me then. Nah, Undercroft's first. <laughs> um, yeah, but see, it's because the game is made so the, if you go Maya first, it won't spawn those things because you don't have the fucking weaponry to deal with this. Oh, um, that's a good but, point. Oh, so it's, so it's tuned, so that you're like... Yeah, that's okay. one of the things that's great about it, because uh, the tuning of it. But that being said, it still is a piece of shit when it comes to that, because uh, that, um, I honestly am not sure how the undercross would work if you cleared the Maya first. Probably going to be a shit show with ghost space. Well, no, because the, the first couple of corridors in, in the undercrafts are the, literally the, the tutorial start of the oh. game. Oh, that's uh, that's the beginning. That's the overlay. The no, tr- no, 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 tr- no. I'm, t- I'm talking when you first go in, when you first nah, get the pistol. Was, no, 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 no. That's that's done. That's it's pretty much everywhere. Oh, is it? I mean, because you remember, I told you, you go out of the oh yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah level. Yeah, yeah. It's called zombie, so it's gonna give you the pistol immediately. Even though you shouldn't use the pistol early on, because it's pointless. You need to conserve as much ammunition as possible in higher difficulty. So you pull out your goddamn blade and you start shanking shit. Yeah, you just right click. Shank a bitch. You hold the right click button, which insta gives most enemies, so. I'm pretty much doing it when I know what it is to conserve additional ammunition. And I know that there is a close to a shotgunner, so I give that bastard. I give uh, the bitches, the fucking bitches, the running bitches. <laughs> Kill I the bitches. Those, I hate those things. See, I don't, things. I, I don't like the one, you know, the ones that they have the blue eye and they do the shoots. I don't oh, like yeah, them. The, uh, the Helions, I think yeah. those were Helions. Yeah, those those are annoying because they're pretty good at sniping you. Like, not not just that, I I get confused by them both being really good at sniping, and sometimes when they die, they they fall down and they shoot a bunch of uh, blue stuff everywhere, and sometimes they don't. Uh, I think that's a random chance based on the damage you do. And it's, a, it's an absolute pain because they've killed me more than once by dying behind. Like, I've shot them. I see them fall and I'm like, okay, I'm moving on. And they explode behind me with all the blue stuff. And I'm like, well, I'll, I'll just I think, the, I think this only happens if you, shoot, uh, if you use the shotgun and aim mostly for the legs. Hmm. But that's just my uh, 
teleportation. Sometimes it gets handy though. It yeah, can I guess. Use grenade. I've done it a couple of times. Yeah, because they damage yeah, everything else around them. So. And I know, I know the bullshit uh, fight in the Mars is gonna come at the end. Fuck me. Yeah. Fuck me. It's gonna be a pain to deal with, but I'll deal with it. And after that, I pretty much in uh, uncharted territory for me, cause uh, oh no, outside the priory, I've done the priory before a little bit, and it was a pain, and I hate it, and I fucking hate it, especially when one of the sectors requires you to have an item that you probably get later in the item or on another level. Yeah, probably. God fucking help me. Have played anything else? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Um, the, the, so news, a yeah. bunch of fucking things dropped down, a bunch of trailers. Did you see the trailer for Army of the Dead? Yeah, I did, actually. What do you think? Uh, well, at the beginning I was confused. I was like, is this going to be a zombie movie? Yes. <laughs> I mean, afterwards I was like, oh, it's going to be a zombie movie. Okay, fine. Then I got another question. Yes. Why the fuck do they need money in the zombie apocalypse? No, it's, the, the apocalypse is contained within Vegas. It's not Wait, It's not anywhere else in the States. It's just in Vegas. Well, they didn't explain that much in the trailer, so I'll leave, uh, leave it at that. But you know what? I'll, I'll give it a watch. It does look yeah. horrible. It looks wacky. But it does this uh, bullshit thing. Uh, the Kingsman's cartoony style of uh, over-the-top violence. I'm okay with that. Usually I'd say yes, but usually. Let Snyder have his fun, because he's clearly just having fun making I'm, this film. I am just going to watch it and see how it goes. I don't have high expectations or any expectations <clears> for it. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's going to be kind of horrible, but it's going to be at least fun horrible. Oh, we got another Mortal Kombat feature app. Yeah, I don't care about that. Uh, did you see the new trailer for Fast and Furious? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Remember back in the day when we discussed it and we both went, what's next? Space? I, 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 uh, I don't know how to feel about being right. I was like, should I be proud? Should I be upset? Should I be embarrassed? Yeah. I want to watch it. Oh, we will watch it. Let's, let's be real. This yeah. is the type of dumb shit that we can watch and don't care about. We're making I a saw... watch party to watch, <laughs> to watch it. Yeah, uh, I saw the new, uh, the latest trailer for Resident Evil. For, I watched I watched the showcase, actually. It, it looks fine. It looks uh, great. But I, uh, but I will not pay money for it. I'm sorry. I genuinely want to get a PlayStation to play it. I, I, so I know that's that also because I want to play Bloodborne as well, but that's just me. Uh, I also see that there's going to be a King's Bounty 2 official uh, uh, game at some point. Yes. I'll probably play that one because I've pretty much owned almost all of them. It's not a horrible, janky mess of, with horrendous fucking fights, but it's fun. Yeah. Also, what is your opinion on Vampire Lady? Don't care. Because a lot of people are hard for Vampire Lady. Of course they are, but I personally don't give a shit. Yeah, fair enough. It looked personally. I I watched this and they released like a five minute gameplay segment. I think last week or the week before. That also looked great. It's literally just RE Seven, but like amped up with a bunch more, with a lot more basically. Um, there's also going to. Uh, I know. I saw. 
Oh, what's uh, a, ga a gameplay showcase of a Dungeons and Dragons game that's going to be a four-man co-op? Yes, but I don't uh, know much about that. I saw how it looks like and how it's supposed to feel like. I'm not going to say it's going to be amazing, but they're going towards the same crowd that's playing Vermintide and all the, the those games. It could be decent. It has a dodge roll. Oh, okay. You've, but... you've, uh, you've, piqued, you've piqued my interest now. Yeah, but I don't particularly feel like it's gonna be good. I feel like it's gonna be something that you pick up, play once, see that's boring, and then just move on. Because the people that are doing vor the Dead Vormintide and all those games are currently doing Warhammer 40k. Yeah. Uh, the, what was the name of the game? Well, they're Dark playing. Dark Yeah, it is Dark Tide. It's, yeah. the, it's the sequel to Vormintide, no? No, it's not. It's a for the is a Warhammer game. This is forty k, and oh. um, I saw also a trailer for Dark Tide. It looks the same as Vermintide, which is <laughs> fine. I mean, most people still gotta play it at some point, so that's the thing. Yeah. Other than that, I I, I saw. Uh, no, let me just do uh, Google again about this shit. Yeah, I saw Age of Empires four trailer, which is uh. It's been like five years since they lost that game. Surprising so more than anything, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'll probably be interested as long as they don't fuck it up completely. <laughs> I mean, Age of Empires 2 came back massively. It's become pretty... It's just... It's good. It's what it is. It's good and people play it. There's, a, there's actually a competitive scene and people are happy. Mostly do... Because one of my friends actually follows this shit. In the Age of Empires, uh, he got resurrected by a Spanish dude. Really? I'm, I'm that, uh, yeah, I'm that fucking serious. Huh. A Spanish dude who used to be a stripper. <laughs> Some absolute mad lad who made fucking tournaments out of his own pocket and streamed them on his Twitch. Now that you said Spanish dudes, I... Uh... I uh... Not even kidding. Like I was like, "What the fuck?" He showed me the, the Twitch. The guy, he's like, he's so happy. Like he he watches, he plays Age of Empires. He watches Age of Empires and he streams Age of Empires, and he's so happy when he does it. I was like, "Holy shit!" Thank you, my friend. Like you brought back a good game from the dead, and it's well worth it. Good okay. job, sir. Good job. You have my undying support and love. See, now that you said Spanish dudes, I went down a weird rabbit hole the other night. Of reading articles i was just i think i was on reddit or something and i found you know who nacho vidal is yeah i know the, the porn actor yeah what about him who is currently in prison for what dodging taxes for murder huh turns turns out he was part of a of a cult <laughs> of course he was and they put sex cult no no it wasn't even a sex cult it was just a cult and he was uh, the appointed shaman of the cult. So they were doing a ritual where they straight up just poisoned the guy and to make him ascend. And then he died while they were doing the rituals. So he got caught by police. And he nearly didn't serve time, even though he was the one who uh, was like, he was the shaman for the ritual. Uh, I was I was genuinely, genuinely like reading about this like what nacho vidal is 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 a cultist <laughs> yeah so nacho vidal is a cultist that's uh um 
I'm going to think that House of the Dead is going to get a remake. Yes, they, and, they put a trailer out. And I hear you not, Ninja Gaiden is going to have a master collection. Really? Oh, you think this is good? This is good. This is just a tutorial. Level. That's the first level. Stop. Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, indeed. I hope they don't dump it down. They shouldn't. They should just release them. And that's it. And for new generations, that don't bother dumbing them down. I mean, how the things are going to be dumbed down? Like, I saw the pre-order <laughs> for Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne, and it is dumbed down for new generations, because God knows these dumbass bitches can't fucking handle a hard game anymore. Oh, and they're, they're, it, they're putting out the newer, the 3D ones. Oh. Well, yeah, that's, that's the whole point. So they shouldn't dumb them down either. Oh, you think this was kind of, This is just the tutorial level. That one <laughs> So. Oh, this is nice. This is oh uh, yeah the um what's it called? Oh, but they're only for PlayStation and Xbox now. Oh yeah. Oh well, oh no wait no they they are coming to Switch and to Steam but later. Oh well yeah. That's nice. They'll be on PC. Um, yeah they're um. What was I saying? I forgot what I was gonna say about. God damn it. Never mind. Forget it. It'll probably come back to me at some point. When you said Ninja Gaiden, the first thing that came to mind was the 8-bit version from the NES. <laughs> Not the... Uh... I was thinking about the 3D one. It's good. They're good games. They're a good time. Punishing time, but a good time, nonetheless. Um... Oh, 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 that's what I was thinking of. The, the House of the Dead remake, they showed some footage. It's going to be on the Switch, and they're going to employ the Switch controllers as light guns. So it's it's going to control like it used to control on the on the uh, in the arcade. It doesn't look horrible. It looks nice. It lo the zombies look very good. Like the graphically, it's it's it looks cartoony. But yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> graphically, it's it's very they're paying homage to what it used to look like, but they've like made some new cool stuff, like the zombies falling apart and. They purposefully kept the voice acting terrible, which I am more than happy with, because House of the Dead is infamous for having terrible voice acting, and I'm and I'm here. Oh, for no, it. No, no. please, please don't change the voice acting. That's like changing the voice acting to the original Resident Evil. You don't do that. Yes, keep it terrible. It has to be yeah, terrible. It's part of the charm. I also saw uh, the gameplay, the footage of the new Diablo remake. Diablo yeah, well, Two, yes. Doesn't look horrible. It looks it like looks... Diablo is just there's there's a certain charm and a certain aesthetic about the classic Diablo and its crunchiness, which makes it look great. And when you when you remove some of that crunchiness and you add a, add some fluidity to it, it it just ruins the atmosphere, as Civi would say. It's the same as playing a Doom game with texture filtering on. You know, pretty much. Yeah, I know. Yeah, which reminds me, I should probably go back and try the Unity wrapper around do so I can play some Lust. Yeah, Unity will probably do the best job at making some Lust run properly later on in the later levels. Because I remember seeing some of the later levels and I went, "Oh, oh yeah, oh, oh, oh yes, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh goodness me, what is this?" <laughs> Get the God Machine. Mm, that's gonna be a fucking remember, challenge. I remember watching Desano Planet, and he was like, "He's like the calmest dude. I swear to God. He will get into like 
a, a sunless level that opens you up with just, just your fists. And there's a thousand monsters in it. And he's like, just kind of going, okay, so if I go this way, I will trigger these guys. But if I go this way, I will get the gun and that will trigger these guys. It's like, how are you so calm in this situation? Well, you should be, because that's the whole point of it. See, a lot of people don't get about uh, these types of uh, types of games. The simplicity itself teaches you how to be calm and mm. work with what you have. True. Uh, you can't just grind and go back. You can cheese some of the fights. Some of them you should fucking cheese. Yeah, Trust me, it's, you it's, should cheese some of them. It's more of a puzzle than anything, I guess. And it's a puzzle that doesn't inhibit you like Eternal does. With the limited supplies and shit. Yeah, but the, 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 the thing with the yeah, yeah, but the, the eternal gameplay, gameplay is around that though. So and I still out. feel like that's a flowing game design where you're forcing the player to use your system by using the system to try and win fights. I I don't like that whole cycle. It just feels like uh, we don't know how to balance this shit. So here, just I mean, this is the best we can give you. And oh, I it, forgot to say, I, I beat this this Coliseum again. Well, and it continues afterwards because you you know the, the Forgotten uh, Gods Part One, the yes. DLC. Yes. Well, they designed the specific levels for the Forgotten Part so that they can force you to use other modes of the weapons that were not used and other weapons that were not used at all, just so you can get some usage out of it. Yes. Usually, I at the beginning I was like, yeah, that's smart, but I thought about it for one second. I was like, well, that's stupid, which means because. Uh, Think about it. Like in the forgotten parts, your best weapon is the Unmaker. It's, the BFG is fucking useless. BFG is good for crowds, but for the most part, the Unmaker like. You know, the BFG is good for wide open spaces. Yes. You don't get those. So yeah, essentially, what you quarters. did was you killed one weapon to make another weapon playable. That's not how that the, the, these games feel like. Like uh, when you play the original Doom with the limited uh, limited weapons that you have, compared to pretty much every other game. At this point, every weapon serves a purpose, even the pistol. Yeah. And it's about you finding out how uh, what weapon serves what purpose and make the most of it. Like you see a cyber demon, you're not just forced to PFGM and uh, plasma him. You can shotgun him. I mean, it's gonna take you some time, but it's gonna work. Uh, you can rocket to him if you if you're desperate. You can just punch, I... you can just punch him in the asshole most of the time. You can yeah, you can fucking berserk him to death if you're good enough. Emphasis on good. Yeah, circle shave the cyber demons in original Doom boys and girls. Mm, just circle well, shave them. Well, if you go to fucking punch them, you don't circle shave them. You just do the, the left, right, left, right dance yeah. that you do with the mancubus and you just go in and punch and get out. It takes time to well, nail down to everything. Fair, one of the most satisfying things in original Doom games, the one and two specifically, is punching caca demons in the face. Because their their pain animation is them like squinting a little, so the 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 feedback from you punching them in the face is is very satisfying. Honestly, I I dislike a lot of the fucking pain uh, pain animations because I know what follows after them. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's 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 very satisfying when you punch them, especially like, if it's when berserk. You, when you play when you play punch out with the fucking skeleton with the sp with the spelly skelly, <laughs> one of the one of the things you never want to see is a pain state. Yeah, with with the dude boys. Oh yeah, because the dude boys fires rocket when he's in pain state. After he finishes the pain state, he fires the rocket. Yeah, you need you need to punch him while he's punching and like cancel that out and run back. I mean, it's it's, it's actually pretty easy to do. No, uh, I know. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying that's what you need to do to for him to not sh not to shoot. Don't make I mean, skeleton shoot rocket. 
I mean, not necessarily because you can, he can still enter the pay state while he's hitting you, because, you know, it's just a random stun chance. Yeah. Essentially, pay states are stun chances. Uh, some monsters have them in hard varieties. Um, like, uh, I'm pretty sure Decino's got a video for that. Oh, yeah. No, there's plenty of people who have analyzed that there's their fucking books on the calling, yeah. so you can figure that shit out if you want to. Now it exactly works. Oh, you can learn coding code. from reading the books for Doom, and you can code your own Doom if you wanted to. But the whole point of why it works is because even if it gives you limited resources, it never deprives you. And the map makers in the, uh, that came after the after Romero, they figured out a way to make extremely difficult combat puzzles with, where they give you all the tools that you need to beat that puzzle. Yeah. But it never feels like the, you, you necessarily have to do it the way they envision it. You can find other ways to do it. Oh yeah, that's, that's what it, that's what I love about Sunless, because regardless of how fucking bullshit how the game can be, and it is, the fucking thing is. Me, I, I wasn't used to it as of yet, and I, the, I literally played through the first couple the first couple levels, and I was like, "What the? F how many times am I gonna die before I figure this out?" Yeah, well, I managed to get to level twelve or thirteen, was it? Uh, before Troglobite, I didn't do Troglobite. Right. Yeah, what I gave up because GZ Doom was just not cutting it for me. Especially when I got to, um, uh, I ported into to God Machine to show off friends. I already said this, but it was bugged and was actually unplayable. Yeah, GZ Doom shits the bed when it comes to multiple enemies. It's uh, <laughs> and imagine because I was playing it on strict, <laughs> which means and no and, and no loss of limits. Mm. Oh, speaking of GZ Doom, there's a few games that have been announced for uh, made with GZ Doom. And both, like, they all look great, but I don't I mean, know much about them. Uh, GZ Doom is great, is giving, is giving you the unified wrapper with a lot of assets to work with. Yeah. Uh, we, I've already played one of the more notorious ones with the female uh, orc main hero. I was pretty good, but that's pretty much Doom with the paid coding. Yeah. One of the things that pisses me off about GZ Doom is uh, the fact that, I mean, you can disable this, but the crosshair, the mouse movement, that one pisses me off. Completely. Mouth movement? Well, when you move your mouse up and down, it goes forward and back. No, 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 no. It's just the usual mouse look. Oh. Well, well why, why does it annoy you, though? Because uh, aiming up and down in Doom is just... Oh, fair it, enough. It, it, kills, it kills it for me. Like, yeah, auto-aim can be a little bitch sometimes. A complete to bitch be fair, uh, GZ Doom does a pretty good job at making the levels uh, not warp when when you're using up and down because it scales them in a certain way to where it still works it, but you can still uh, i mean it it feels like you're not playing doom but that's a, yeah fair enough because i can play the other games and i'm fine like uh, i have wrapped gc doom against other bots and it works oh yeah the, the castle the castlevania simon's destiny uh, the the one that recreates the first game is in gc doom and it has mm -hmm. 3d aim and it's fucking great i need to play it i really need to play it <laughs> But those games are made for it. That's the difference. Yeah. Uh, I was playing Ashes or something. It's a it's a Doom mod. Uh, it's a post-apocalyptic Doom mod. That one feels great. It feels like I'm playing Duke Nukem. That, okay. uh, that, felt, yeah, that felt great. Uh, aiming up at that was pretty much necessity. I didn't mind it. But if I uh, work on the original Doom and play through that one, aiming up and down just becomes a fucking hassle. I'm like... Because half of the fights just became pointless. Absolutely 
pointless. Like, yeah. I would not even challenge it remotely. Hold on, why can I not find this, these games? New games made with GZ Doom. For fuck's sake, I'm trying to, like... There, there were a few that I saw on Twitter. David Oshry from New Blood, like, was tweeting about them. Oh, oh, there's the one that's, uh, that's Ucha Kill with uh, blood levels? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, there is a mod, uh, mod that makes uh, the original Doom levels and you play them as Ultra Kill. It's fucking amazing, oh, right. though. Yeah, Ultra Kill released their uh, modding tools, so a lot of oh, people have been playing about. Yeah. Hey, that one works for other reasons. <laughs> Imagine that one. But it works. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, outside of that, I don't know. Uh, I saw maybe a couple more. Uh, what you would call it? Uh, the trailers for movies, but nothing spectacular. And nothing that made me go like, oh, okay. Oh, I found one of them. It's, uh, you remember PT, don't you? Yeah. The game that we all wanted to play, but we never got the chance because it was never going to get made. Somebody yeah. remade the entirety of PT inside GZ Doom. Oh, yeah, I know. I know about that one. And it looks like original Doom, but it's PT. <laughs> so, major, major props. It looks fucking great, man. I'm looking at it now, and it's like, huh. Anyway. So, is it about time we talk about Hush? <sighs> Tell me, you didn't figure out who Hush was until the, until the end, did you? I did. Because it was mm. obvious. But... But it made you question so much more. Here's the thing. I made the effort to reread the comic before I watched the film. Okay. And the movie much like the Court of Owls one that we talked about a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. completely misses the point of the original comic. I mean, this is more like fluff before Apocalypse War. I've always looked at it as fluff. Yeah, because this one takes place after Reign of the Superman. Yeah, but it's still just fluff. It's... um, How, how can I put it? Um, hush, the story one of the subtones or one of the one of the points of it is batman's inherent loneliness and how he has trouble trusting and that when he does trust somebody it all it all flips on its head and batman is left in the in the dirt again the movie just shits on that completely and replaces a bunch of really cool stuff from the comic with see do you know what annoys me the most? Is that they've they it feels like they wrote they wrote themselves into a hole to where they 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 wanted to keep this film within the new fifty two timeline they've established, but also use Hush as a placeholder for a story that they wanted to do, and then not do either properly. Because I mean, say what? Like, it, go on. I mean, let me pull like this. Like, like I said, this is just a fluff movie. It serves no purpose because mm -hmm. none of the characters appear afterwards in the book of Swap. And it's just there for a couple of jokes for me personally. They work. They actually work. Some jokes are pretty good, yeah. 
Oh yeah, um, just uh, Dick and uh, Damien getting the living shit out of uh, Bruce. That, that's hilarious. Yeah, but say whatever you want. But you know what's the biggest standout from all the Batman films from this generation? Bad blood. No, Damien. No, it's, Dick. It's Damien. Oh yeah, Damien. Dick. Fucking. Guess uh, who's not in this movie? Damien. It's Damien. And Dick. Cause, no, Dick kind of is. He kind of is. For like five minutes. Yeah, cause he, well, he's he's, he's in. I mean, uh, he's in the comic for about five minutes as well. So it's not like. Yeah, but uh, see, here's the thing, though. It kind of pisses me. Like I said, this is another movie where Dick takes the short stick and is being played for chumps. Near the. I end, don't know yes. why. The, in general, like the guy is just being played for chumps, and it's mm-hmm. kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Because. Do you want me to tell? Actually, let me let me run this down in, in differences real quick. So, the movie opens up with Batman finding Bane, who's kidnapped somebody, and he wants money because he's juicing on New Venom. The comic is the same opening, except it's not Bane; it's Killer Croc. And Killer Croc has clearly gone animalistic and he wants to find a cure for why he's, you know, getting worse. Um, pretty much they're like, beat for beat, they're very similar the, the way the movies go. Except uh, Thomas Elliot, like Bruce's best friend who was Hush in the comics, spoilers, I guess. And he's Hush, actually no, he's Hush in Arkham City as well. It's not like I'm spoiling too much, but he um he he's, has a much more prominent role in the comic and i guess the whole subliminal thing is harder to do in a film when it's not been established before but like lady shiva's in this film for like 10 seconds she has a much bigger role in the in the comic um sets up the appearance of hush that's what she does. And uh, yeah, she also appears for Apocalypse War where she just gets shot. Yeah, uh, do you know... One of the... Hush, one of the... One of the uh, probably the most dangerous woman on planet Earth. Just gets and shot, she just yeah. gets shot. I still can't stomach that one down. I fucking love Lady Shiva, but fuck me, man. That's yeah, just... Hush um, doesn't like, appear fucking, for a while listen, in the even, comic. Even fucking Dick with all the uh, playing for children, he got more in than fucking Shiva did. Yeah. That's just sad. The uh, even in the comic, Hush doesn't appear for a while. Like you know, so you kind of see him in silhouette, but you don't actually see him, you know, properly or improperly reveal him, revealing himself. Well, uh, neither here, but here we have to do time constraints and shit, so that's fine. Like it's like the first forty minutes of the movie, he doesn't properly appear. Yeah, the the whole idea of also the uh, of um, like. Uh, the comic is a lot about duality and a lot about, you know, uh, people struggling with who they are and who they want to be. Huntress is, is a big is a big piece of the, of the comic, like the opening scene where Batman is saved. It's her. She comes in to save him. And it's not Catwoman <laughs> or Batgirl, because in the comic, Batgirl is Oracle. Oh. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is this New 52 with Dick and Cory or is this uh, general fucking Batman with Dick Hush, and Barbara? No, Hush is before the New 52. So it's Dick and Barbara, okay. 
Hush is basically Jim Lee's first okay, major okay. Uh, drawing would, would jig you, with DC. Yeah, we just go Dick and Barbara. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's how we get costume shit. Yes. That's kind of sad. Um, I can, but then again, this is Dick, so it can't be too sad. Yes, but also in the comic, everybody has a, a, a role to play in the story. And the whole Superman bit in the film is almost one for one with how it plays in the... And I understand it, and it makes sense. Yes. However... It, it, after, especially after Reign of Superman, mm-hmm. it, but it kind of feels weird. Because after Reign of Superman, Lois Lois who Clark is, they already are living together. They already are in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck did it... So she wouldn't notice when Clark's behaving weird because of Poison It's the same in the comic. It's it's a bit off... Uh, Comes out of left yeah. field at all, but Listen, it makes sense. The comic is different because the comic we didn't have Raider Superman. Yeah, like you said, this is before New Fifty Two, so it does the thing like because those things since they're connected, we need to look at the past things that happened, so we to look at also what's going on here. That's why this kind of boggles me finally because why the fuck was this made? Because it makes it's literally this movie serves no purpose. It feels just like yeah, they, they could have just used one of the better Batman stories from the New 52 or after? I, I still think that the, the, the this was too good. Uh, the story itself. The story? One of the I one mean, of the standouts I've, in in Hush itself in the comic is also that Batman owns the Daily Planet. Which is also a pretty cool detail which isn't in this film. Batman owns the Daily Planet. Now that's interesting. In Hush, yes. And in the film, he's like, I always thought it'd be cool if I owned my own newspaper. Well, no, one of the best details is that Batman pays Superman's wages. That, that's, that's a funny... Yes. That, that, that's, a, that's a dick swinging you've ever seen one. That's literally a dick yes. swinging you've ever seen one. Like, the whole uh, opening parts of, of the comic is... Oh, ba- no, that, that would make self purpose because now Superman is more free to roam around. Mm-hmm. Since Batman is his boss, mm-hmm. he can let him do it. Mm-hmm. Why did they? Why did they do this? In general, that would make sense. Like, um, one of the best parts of the comic is Batman struggling with who he is and how he's trying to like sort of change yeah. a little. And I mean, I, I still believe that Hush is one of the better stories that Batman has. Oh yeah, it's, it's. I would say it's probably my favorite Jeff Loeb written story. I, I, I that's in general because uh, let's be fair, Death in the Family pretty good. Yes, Death mm. of the Family pretty good as well. Yeah. Uh, Court of Owls, best one by a fucking mile. Metal's pretty good. Death Metal's pretty good. Like, all oh, the yeah. all the new Snyder stuff is fucking great. Like, the Snyder and Capullo runs are the best Batman we've had in a, you know, in a while since Hush. I feel like most of his really good stories are the ones that he's had, like, with other characters. Like, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies is, 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 mm, is like, primo good shit. Anyway, what the, I feel like what the film does is it struggles to both adapt the comic and keep it within the New 52 continuity, and it just comes off as shallow, if you know the I mean, comic. It, it's, it's just fluff. Like, it's, it literally yes. no purpose. It bears no mark on the goddamn continuity. It bears nothing towards Apocalypse. Well, it just does nothing. It's just like, there. If Catwoman was there at the end to help Batman become Batman again, Apocalypse, so would be fine. 
but she isn't. She yeah. just goes uh, fucks off to fucking California to LA and just never appears again, which is too stupid for a lot of fucking reasons. Because I believe that the way uh, her she ended with uh, her uh, causing the death of Teach, sorry, not Teach, uh, Enig- Enigma. Enigma, was which kinda- is also a really stupid reveal. It is a. I mean, it was. It was genuinely like the whole cancer thing comes out of left field, which is hinted in the comic, and it's and it's they did a better job explaining it. While in the yeah, film, it's he, like. I thought he died on a mission. I mean. It's, with the Suicide Squad. Uh, That's how I thought he died. No, that was Hell to Pay. That was in an alternate reality. No, no, no! Hell to Pay is not in an alternate reality. Is it not? Hell, I, I thought no, Hell no, to no, Pay was yeah. alternate. No. No, hell, no, hell to pay was an alternate reality, but Assault on Arkham wasn't. Yeah, but Assault on Arkham is in, in uh, the New 52. It's in the Arkhamverse. No, it, it is in the New 52. It's not, because it's a different dead, dead shot in the New 52. I mean... Assault on Arkham is set within the Arkham games. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Let me just... Let's do the Google mobile. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I, I, I know my shit. When this uh, one yeah, Assault on Arkham Assault is based on the Arkham games. Arkham. Arkham New 52. Like, it's not set within the continuity of the, of the films. It's a separate thing. Because it's a different Batman as well. DC New 52 animated movies in order. Yeah, that's Probably. better. Hell to Pay is part of that. But that's like an alternate thing. It's, which makes it stupid, because this was literally the, yeah. the least one. Again... Okay, so- because they... Flash, okay, Flashpoint Paradox, we don't talk about that one. What's <laughs> wrong, Titan, Judas... Yeah, Hell to Pay is... That, but makes no sense, because if you put Assault to Narcom inside this continuity, it would make sense. It works, it actually works, even though it's a separate thing, yeah. But Hell to Pay doesn't work. Nope. What the fuck was the point of Hell to Pay, then? I don't know. What's the, what's the What was the point of Hush? Uh, like I said, fl- I mean, it's fluff, but that's at least fluff that's part of the overall the shit. The best parts of the film, of Hush, the film, not the comic, because the, those are pretty good in the comic as well. The best part of this film is anytime Bruce and Selena are on screen together. Oh yeah, it, they did nail that one perfectly. Like the, the chemistry, the, their interactions, their dialogue is like fucking 10 out of 10. Great. Yeah, uh, I think that they completely nailed that one correctly. Yeah, they they did they did in the comic as well. Except I feel like the film does a better job doing the Bruce and Selena thing. Oh, uh, also I watched the recap on, Fla- on Flashpoint Paradox. Yes, and uh, the comic book is way different than the movie. It is, yes. I have the comic, and it's much better in the comic book than in the movie. Yep. I mean, the comic still the movie still does a pretty good job staying kind of close to the comic, but they do change a few things. Omit a few things, I guess. Quite a lot of things. The existence yeah. of Enchantress, the, that fact that only Billy dies, not the rest of the kids. And Billy mm-hmm. isn't killed by Wonder Woman, but he's killed by a random Amazonian that uh Thomas Wayne impales uh reverse flash. That's yes. how he kills him. He doesn't shoot him. Yeah, and uh uh the Superman doesn't just cease to exist after like he makes an appearance he just beats the living shit out of the rest of them while Barry does his stuff to reverse to all the problems that he caused yep. yeah there, there, there is a lot but yeah, the rest of it is pretty much on point yeah um also yeah the the movie does one thing better and that's making Bruce and Selena like each other outside of the Batman Catwoman thing 
it does it better than the comic because that's barely in the comic itself. Yeah. See, that's the thing that kind of kind of liked about this movie is the fact that when you remove her, shit, remove all the shit that happens in between, it's still it's it's watchable. Like, like I said, Dick and Damien grilling the living shit out of Bruce together with Alfred, just completely just piling shit on with the not with the lava with the goddamn yeah. fucking pot itself, just pouring. What, out. what I'll say is, out. what I'll say is. And I don't, I feel kind of weird saying it, but this would have been a better romance film. Just, just I mean, make, just make a romantic film about Batman and Catwoman. And, and that's why in the end, when they did dumbass fuckery, uh, with them splitting together, it's just, I was like, well, this makes well, yeah, sense they, they, they split in the end, like they talk about each other's codes and how it's hard to change. And Batman saying like, he's trying to change and like, you know, she now knows his secrets and like why he's protecting people and why he's trying to save people all the time. It's because of his parents and because of blah, 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 blah. And then at the end in the film, they, uh, he's trying to save the Riddler who's about to fall in this exploding thing. And Catwoman was like, no, don't save him. Let's get out. Cause we're both going to die. And then she breaks up with him because he didn't break his code. And he, he tried to save the Riddler, which is fucking stupid for her to do that because she, because it's established in the film that she knows what he, what he, what, you know, what's, what goes through in his head. But do you know why they split up in the comic? Cause the comic is all about Batman having trust issues and how, uh, he is paranoid about the fact that hush might've been playing him from the start and Catwoman might've been part of it. So he's like, at the end of the, at the end of the comic, She's like very happy to see him and he's like, well, she, yeah, it's literally like, he doesn't say anything. They're both stood like, I think it's in a, in a forest or something. And she kind of looks at him and she goes, oh, oh, so I guess that's it then. And he's like, it's literally him being quiet the whole time. Cause they're, I think they're standing over a grave or something. And she's like, so that's it then. And he's quiet and she goes, well, I don't know if, uh, you know. Oh, sure. She always comes to save him. Like, we all no, know no. The, the, it's, it's, a, it's an incredibly bittersweet ending, and it's really, really deserved and well, well done. Because she's like, um, I wouldn't know if, you know, this were a subliminal thing between us from the very start. All I know is that I didn't want it to end or something like that. And, and then she goes, goodbye, Bruce, for now. And it just ends with him saying, for now it just cuts, you know, to, to the end. It's a much better ending than, uh, you know, than her going, Oh, you're going to break your code. I don't want, uh, I, I, you're not going to change because it's a compulsion, which harkens back to what he says to her in the film, even though she's made a, ch- made an effort to change. I'm going to walk away now. And that's how the film ends. And I'm like, really? Really? Yeah. It was just felt stupid. Like it made no sense. You know what else felt stupid in the film? What? The Joker? Oh, it's... yeah, he was in it. I don't fucking well, no, care Because it. it's almost one-to-one with the comic to where Batman newly snaps and kills him. Except, you know what's missing in the film? Oracle and Jason? You know what's in the comic? Oracle and Jason? So with the comic, when when he comes out and sees Tommy Elliot, you know, dead quote unquote, because in the comic he's, it's, it's, that doesn't matter. I don't, I don't want to spoil that bit, but 
he sees the Joker above him with a, with a, with a gun. Exact same scene. The scene goes the exact same in both to where Batman's like, starts pummeling the Joker down. Except in the comic, there's an inner monologue because that's a comic. You're allowed to do that. Of Batman recalling the amount of shit the Joker's done. Of, you know, uh, crippling Barbara, killing Jason by battering his fucking skull in with a, with a, you know, with a crowbar, killing Jim Gordon's wife, just being a nuisance in general. So Batman's like, I should have done this a long time ago, but I'm going to have to do it tonight. You know, I'm going to kill the Joker tonight and he's choking him. And then Jim Gordon comes in and shoots Batman in the comic. Like he wounds him in the shoulder and then he literally shoots off one of the ears on his, on his cowl. And that's when Batman finally goes, oh shit, I'm, I'm going to do the wrong thing. While in the, in the film, it's Jim Gordon going, no Batman, don't do it. Gotham needs a Batman. And then Batman just goes, oh. And he walks away. If you're not going to address any history between Batman and the Joker or any history between Tommy Elia and Bruce Wayne, don't expect me to give a fuck if the Joker's quote-unquote killed Tommy Elia, who has barely been in the film so far, for Batman to go, I'm going to kill the Joker now. It makes no sense within the context of the film. <laughs> it's just stupid. And as he said, it's just fluff. And it feels like it's just them going, ah, well, here we go, here we are. We need a scene here that's going to be the same as the comic. We're going to do, we're just going to use this one. You know who tells Jim Gordon to go save Batman? Oracle. Nope. Two-Face. Oh. You know what one of, one of the main plot points of the comic is? It's Two-Face being healed. It's him going to Tommy Elia and Elia going, okay. I'm going to surgically fix your face. And once he, his face gets fixed, uh, Harvey Dent comes back and he's just normal again. And that's a, again, it's a, the whole duality thing in the comic. It's a big deal. Do you know, do you know how much it pained me to see them, him and Catwoman fighting Two-Face in this and me going, oh, oh, they're not going to go, they're not going to use the, the, the Tommy Elliot thing at all, are they? They're not, Oh no, it's the Riddler, isn't it? Like the moment Tommy Elliot was dead and they didn't use any of the Riddler. I mean, the fact that, I mean, at some point you were still hoping it was Tommy Elliot. I, 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 no, I, I, I would have hoped if it were Tommy Elliot, but they did not use the Tommy Elliot story in this film at all. And the Tommy Elliot story is fucking heartbreaking to read in the comic. Because for those that don't know, both him and Bruce are childhood friends. And one night, Tommy Elliott's parents get in a car crash and uh, Bruce is like, don't worry, Tommy, my dad is a surgeon. He's the best in, you know, best in the world, best in the country or whatever. So he's going to fix them and he's going to save them. So, so Thomas Wayne manages to save uh, Tommy's mother, but not his dad. And that causes him, causes his psyche to deteriorate even more. Yada, yada, yada. Turns out, in the comic, that Tommy Elliot was mentally unstable the whole, like he was mentally stable the whole time, and he was the one that caused the accident to happen because he wanted to inherit his family's fortune. While, because he was jealous of Bruce, for whatever reason, and then he was using subliminal messaging the whole time, and he literally infiltrated the cave and made Bruce like remember him. So when he when he eventually got fucked up and he 
you know, he nearly dies, much like at the start of the film here, where he, even though it's much better in the comic, he calls for Tommy Elliot to come fix his head. While in the film, it's like, hey, Tommy Elliot is also in town. He fixed Bruce's head, and now he's dead. That is it. Like, Tommy Elliot is, an, is nothing in the film, and he is, the, he is literally the villain in the comic. <laughs> You have no idea how much it like upset me to see that. And it was it was very annoying. It just again, like you said, it's fluff and it feels like it completely goes you know that meme where it's where it's the guy looking at the thing and the meaning of it goes over his head and he's like, Oh, this is a cool thing. This is what this film feels like. It's well, it was like that Ava meme where it's like him looking and going this is a cool mecha anime and above his head, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's like a description of depression <laughs> and religious, religious beliefs. It's like, this is a cool anime. It's the same for the film. Oh well, yeah. Well, so I mean, in the end, this is just a movie that we watched for the sake of finishing this shit. Yeah. It's not something I recommend watching no. outside of you. Oh, wanting to see again, the scenes between Batman and, ba- and Selina. They're the best part. And, and Dick and Damien in the beginning. Well, it's literally the, well, there's literally one scene with Damien in the whole film, and it's Damien and telling it's fucking, Bruce to use protection. Oh, yeah, it's fucking hilarious. It's that, let's be fair. Yeah. It, 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 you were laughing at that. Oh, especially, I, I was. especially when he references his own mother. I was like, considering your past, uh, the discretions <laughs> with uh, women with, what was it, un- with dubious natures. Yes. Well, my, he was like uh, included in this one. I'd say use protection. And Bruce just hangs up. Like, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> was like, I don't want to hear this. Damien going. I see. I see. This trollop is gonna fulfill your carnal oh, desires. Tro- I'm like, oh. Uh, tro- he's like trollop. We need to work on you, Kevin. I was like, uh, you know what? Considering the amount of shit he kissed me up, I will take trollop for twenty. Yep. Do you know what else is? And, re- do you know what else is really good? T- in, uh, and they're going like, oh my god, you're going actual on an actual date. Mm-hmm. You're actually going on a date. Like Batman's going on a date, Alfred. Oh, and don't do anything. I want to do it at this point. You're like, you do anything. You know what I what wish? I, yeah, I saw that. You know what I wish for that scene? When Dick, it would have been a really good joke if Dick went. If Dick went, you know, don't do anything. I would do, and just Alfred would just look at him. <laughs> Alfred would just if if that were like that, and like Dick saying, no, oh, don't do anything. Alfred just gives him the really. Look, it would have been much better, but um, it's a lot of things that could have been better. But it's like it's like uh, Batman versus Robin. Like it was on the cusp of being great. Yes, just just small details here and there. It could have made it work, but they didn't. Yeah. That's what literally buries it. That what that's what buried it for me. The uh, Batman versus Robin. Like it was almost great it was almost savage i could have yep. taken this one would have been great more. if it just weren't hush yeah if the if because uh, in the end like i said in, uh in the, uh, batman versus robin in the overall arcing plot it made sense for you to not have tim and uh and jason and uh, barbara and mm-hmm. the rest of them mm-hmm. it made sense but here it's no, just... you need you need context for a lot of hush you need a lot of context and they completely skim over it. You know what's one of the one of the even? I mean, they they, they can't make Barbara a fucking oracle because that would no. be like less than a fucking year inside her superhero career with her Doc Martens and shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that you know what else was annoying in, in the movie? 
Bruce in the comic doesn't even go on a date with Selena. In the comic, he is invited to the theater by Tommy Elliot because obviously he's orchestrating the whole thing. But yeah, he's invited. I'm not sure if Tommy invites him. I think uh, Helena, what's, what's her name? Uh, oh, uh, did you notice something else though? Yeah. In Batman versus Robin, uh, in the no wait, in uh, Bad Blood, when they were trying to break Bruce, right? Yeah. You remember he wakes up and next to him is uh, the chick from uh, the the court of owls, the chick, the blonde one. Mm -hmm. Forgot her name. Next to him is Talia, and in the shadow there is Selina, sitting there. Yeah. I'll give the props for four shadows. Oh yeah, Leslie. It's Leslie Tompkins that invites him. Fuck was Leslie Tompkins. Leslie, Tom she's a big deal in DC. She's a doctor. She, what the fuck was she? Uh, she was ah, she no. was a really big deal during No Man's Land because she had a she had a hospital where it's like she would serve anybody that comes to the hospital for free, and she's like, there's a no violence rule. She's so respected in Gotham that like fucking Killer Croc goes to the hospital and he respects the no violence rule when he's there. Again, a lot of this is omitted in the film, with good reason, I guess, because a lot of it isn't in the current I mean, timeline. Yeah, it would make no sense for Jason to appear and Oracle to be Oracle included. Yeah, but you, you, do you know how much of a punch in the gut Jason is when he shows up in the comic? Because th mean, this is hushes before Red Hood was even a thing. So it's still, you're still looking at Bruce grieving about it. Tim also plays a massive role in the comic, and I thought they were going to do this with Damien, but they didn't. Uh, the scene in the graveyard with. Um, you know, Dick getting poisoned by Scarecrow is not in the comic. That's a Huntress scene. And it has nothing to do with what's happening. In, you know. Yeah, because it makes no sense because Dick has been through this shit so many fucking mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. He should know what to do. He should be prepared. And worst of all, he should be mentally uh, strong enough. It's to, Dick. Uh, it's literally Dick eating shit in this film. It's Dick eating shit throughout the, all of the movies. Well, no, he. It, but specifically this one. So far, that it's the first. See, it's it's all films so far have been Dick doing cool shit, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he seems like a child and he just eats shit. It's just stupid. Like only for only for Catwoman to save him, really? No, nope. yep. and she has the nose plugs still from the poison ivy bit. Why doesn't Dick have the nose plugs when he also deals with poison ivy? It just makes no sense. <laughs> None of it makes sense. Like I said, this is the thing that just pisses me off about this whole continuity is Dick being played for chumps. Yes. We have all of the, the most respected heroes and Batman's greatest success look like a complete fucking tool. Mm -hmm. Nothing else just is done with Well, it's a good thing we're getting into Young Justice because he's the best part of that. One of them. I mean, outside of season three, all of it is Young Justice best. is an ensemble. Yeah, it's they're all great. But like they all serve a purpose. They even the, the low keys of Dick. It just does what it's supposed to do. Season but, four. When does season four come out again? August. End of it. End of August. What month is it now? It is. Good lord! It's the middle of April. I just realized. Holy fuck! And I, I. Uh, that's one of the things I genuinely. Felt like it could have been done better because I rewatch now in Apocalypse War when Dick dies. Bumblebee's there as well, by the way. Yes. What the fuck was she this whole time outside uh, of uh, they just Judas shoot, Contract in the beginning? Her in. Again, a lot of this 
as I said, um, would have worked. Cody's already dead, but she's reanimated into a goddamn monster snake thing. Yeah, I I don't even know how that shit was because she's she's literally missing her whole midriff. It's just guts. Which is she split which, into, and that is the, the the highlight of Corey most of the time, which is you know a shame. Um, what? And, uh, after, and, well, fun fun thing is, uh, Damien sounded like fucking Tim for a second there. When he saw Dick dying, and he was like, "No." Yeah, it's reminded me of, of uh, Tim. As I, I said before, it's it's the it's DC going. Okay, let's do this with let's do all these stories within the New Fifty Two continuity that we've established, but they don't establish enough. But they also establish too much to where they can't use either, and they a lot of the context for these stories is lost. Much like what happened with Batman, you know, the Court of Owls one and Hush. Oh, by the way, this is the precursor to uh, the Hellbat costume. Okay. Yeah, did you did you see the video I sent you of, of, of uh, Clark being a goober? Yeah. <laughs> it's just Clark... Yeah. It's just Clark creeping from, <laughs> from the side, yeah. looking at him. Which is weird, because he can always... Because he could hear through all of it, so he can focus and hear shit. Well, no, this is this is in Hush. It's it's a great scene, because Bruce shows up. And uh, and he's like, you know, he's flirting with... Uh, he's flirting with Lois... <laughs> Hey, hey, Clark the whole time is just peeking over this fence and he's like Lois we're gonna have dinner later right hey Lois <laughs> insecure Clark oh no it's great I I live for Clark being a fucking goober when he when he's when he's Clark because that's what Clark is supposed to be in it and it's great also Hush understands Superman really well as well as Batman obviously but like the opening of the comic that's- is uh, is Bruce thinking like right I'm gonna have to save this kid and he's probably fucking terrified of me. And he's like, wait, what would Clark do? And he's like thinking of like what Clark would do and how he would react. And he's like, Clark would probably smile and say something Boy Scoutish and tell him everything's going to be all right. Except this kid isn't being saved by Clark. He's being saved by me. And we're going to do things my way. <laughs> and he just doesn't do shit the whole time. He's like, kid, stay here. <laughs> it's, it's a very Batman thing. While in the film, even in the film, it was like, don't worry. Go to your parents. Everything's all right. I'm like, no, no, no. Batman would not say that. Batman would just take the kid to the parents himself. He, he wouldn't make him, you know, you wouldn't try to try to encourage him in the slightest. Which again is a problem with this film because at this point he's had Damien in the film. Because also Talia is a big deal in the comic. Because You know why Talia is a big deal in Hush? Well, to be fair, she's dead in here, so... Yeah, you know, what's, you know why she's a massive deal in Hush, the, the comic itself? Why? Because at this point in the DC timeline when Hush takes place... Luther is the president of the states. Oh. He's like, he's become the chubby Luther while Talia runs LexCorp. In the comic, which leads to the racial ghoul confrontation, which is absent in the film. Even though Lady Shiva's in it. Again, they could have gone so many ways to adapt the comic properly. And they didn't. And it's very annoying. It's like the, if if there's one standout, it's the Selena and Bruce, like chemistry. Everything else is kind of shit. <laughs> Even the fight scenes aren't great. There's a couple that are really good, but for the most part, they're they're not. And the the whole Bruce and Selena uh, relationship, 
when they actually get together and reveal each other's secrets, that was also a bit too much in places. So let's go back to Bad Blood because that's going to be our probably point of See, reference. When, yeah, it's when Dick reveals he's, uh, uh, that he's Nightwing X Batman to Batwoman. I want stun because you know Bruce would never do that. Yeah. And this, post, uh, this just shows you the difference between the two uh, men in question. It just does. Mm-hmm. And here, when he reveals it, it kind of falls mute because you know he won't do that. We have to piece it together. Yeah, you know why? Because in the comic, they do an incredible job of, from the moment they share their first kiss, uh, Bruce, his inner monologue changes completely to where he starts talking about what he's doing for the mission. And then halfway through the monologue, he's like, and now I'm thinking about Selena. And like he, he start, slowly starts to change. And like the conversation they have in the car where Dick's like, I like this new you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Has a lot more weight compared to the film where the, where the conversation just kind of kind of like, eh, oh, you're dating Catwoman. Maybe, yeah, maybe you should tell her. That must dating someone. My God. Yeah. In the, in the comic, it makes so much more sense when he tells her eventually. And it, and it holds so much more weight. But again, in the film, a lot of that is just omitted for reasons. See, I think that uh, season three did a better uh, Hush story than uh, Hush did. Mm -hmm. Because remember, at the end of season three, Barbara questions Bruce about his methods after Dick gets uh, in big trouble. And she's like, yeah, and who follows you when, uh, when you make those calls? bunch of ex-protégés and people uh, that you saved personally, your private little army. Like, no other is called that manning. And this is just me rephrasing it. And Bruce goes like, oh shit, you kind of right there. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be fair. Like, the, all, all the people that followed him when on the Exodus were pretty much people from the Bat family. Yep. And you're, you're sitting there and it, it got through to him in the sense it explains everything that Hush tried to do in a simple scene. And you're like, oh, okay. Because the whole idea of the comic is Hush knowing who he is and manipulating all, literally all of his enemies to work for, to work for him and to work against Batman. So what are we doing next week? Are we doing Young Justice? Let's do the, let's do six episodes a week and they'll, they'll, they'll probably just take us all the way to August. Even if it doesn't, we can, figure something out before that wait 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 okay so let's let's do a little bit of a uh playoff in that case for next week okay. i'll give you a movie oh give me a movie then. just so to reset something it's gonna be a otherworldly lovecraftian shit i don't think we've covered this uh the hollow one the hollow one i think it was this one let me just double check if this is the Years same Years after yes. the death of her mother, an emotionally damaged woman seeks out her missing father. Yeah, we're searching for her missing father, emotionally damaged woman, confronts her tra- tragic past, and shall we figure? Yeah. yeah, this is the one. I'm trying to see if I know anybody from the cast and stuff like that, but... Not really. Huh. I could... Huh? I don't really know anybody. Exactly. It's a small one. But yeah, let's do this one. Just so we can reset a little bit because too much DC. Too much, yeah, DC can be a bit much. Once again, kids, comics are stupid. I mean, yeah, but comics work because it's a written thing. Oh, yeah, I started reading, uh, well, finishing books I had. Finishing what? 
books I already had because I have oh, okay. books a year or so, and I currently was reading uh, while my Warhammer books. Uh, what's the? I was completely surprised that I got a story, a, a semi story about Katachans, and most importantly, a small cameo from Slime Marble. <laughs> you all know about Slime Marble. Well, what about him? Well, you know who Slime Marble is. Do you I? know what's based off. Well, okay, so let me explain like this. You figure it out without having to Google shit up. Okay. His name is Marble. M-A-R-B-O. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, his given name is Sly. This is Sly Fox. Mm-hmm. Right? He comes from Katachan, which is a jungle world. He's referred to as a one-man army. Okay. He's really good at stealth missions and assassinations. And okay. you don't know he's there until he's there. Proficient in jungle fighting, specifically. Was he Solid Snake or something? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now, I want you to try and figure out what this character is based on. It's a, By the way, Slime Marble was a meme. It got turned into a real thing. Oh, right. What is like it? I said, a, cat, a jungle world, death world, Infiltration and assassinations, blending in a one-man army, Sly and Marble. Oh, for fuck's sake, he's Rambo. Good. Yes. Well, <laughs> 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 I'm googling yes, him right now. I want yes, to see this Mar- man. But Marble is uh, an anagram for Rambo. And Sly is uh, what you what you call uh, what people what you call, call Sylvester Stallone, but he also exactly. looks like Arnold when you look at him. Oh yeah, because you know they can't really do a one to one, so they have to be changes here and there. But yeah. Oh my goodness, Sly Marbo looks fucking. He looks like a like a blend between Duke Nukem, Arnold, and Sylvester Stallone, and he he literally just looks like a. What's that game series? With the little little chunky dudes. Side scroller. Oh, it's a shooter. Uh, side scrolling arcade shooter. Okay. No, 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 no. Oh, it's 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 metal, metal, something metal. Metal slug. Yes. He looks like a metal slug character. I mean. So, let me tell you a little bit about Katachan. Okay. Katachan is a death world. Yes. Death world means that pretty much everything kills you. It also has lower gravity. That's why they're shorter and stockier than most people. I love this quote by him. I just found a quote. I'm just going to send you the quote. That's a good quote. Go I mean, on. And uh, they have a lot of things that they can kill them, including what's called a barking toad, the most dangerous being in the entire 40k universe. Okay. Barking Toad is called that because if you startle it, it explodes. And it covers a five kilometer radius okay. of poison. And nothing grows there ever. Shit. And they travel in packs. Also, a Barking Toad is a real thing. Oh, yeah, no, it is a real thing. But this is just a play on that thing. It's, you know, it's a death world, so everything has to kind of kill you. You have... You, you just need to write Katachan Death World and see what the fuck. They have a face ripper, which is basically like uh, uh, aliens f- uh, face hugger. Mm-hmm. Except this one is like a sheath. And it's almost invisible. And they travel again in packs. 
So I guess the, of course I guess the fauna can kill you as well. Oh, fauna, flora, everything kills you. Just oh, that's what I meant for. Sorry. Everything kills you. I, oh, by the way, it's the uh, that was a little thing. I found I, think it, I found egg rocks, a catacham devil. Oh yeah, the catacham devils are just giant scorpions that are fucking notoriously dangerous. Yes. And they live, and they and they kind of maybe live in packs. It's 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 a blend between a scorpion and a centipede. You have a brain leaf. A vegetable carnivore is a small tree, not particularly conspicuous of catachat, but it's able to attach its tendrils to the spine and brain of any animal, taking control over their body. This creature may actually be a genetic offshoot of tyrannid cortex leech. Yeah, so you have a tree that pretty much makes you a, a zombie. You have a spiker, which is a plant that explodes and spikes you. You have a Venus trap. Uh, Drake beasts, which are just dragons oh yeah like and that's what makes it also oh drake pretty bats much, are not drake beast too. and yeah the life expectancy for a newborn katachan is usually ours oh so sly marbo being sly marbo and, he, and well sly marbo is this uh, well he has he is a merry suit but he's a merry suit for the reason like he was a meme he was always a meme until they made him into a real thing and stop being a meme well, he also rarely appears. Like, he's usually there when he's oh, most shit. needed. Okay. Like, he's literally like an intervention from the god emperor himself. Uh, he's at this he's point. just data sex mocking a man. Exactly. When he appears, you know that shit's bad and shit's gonna get worse, but he's there to just unfuck shit up. But <laughs> you still probably die. Like, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. To save you. Yeah, no, he doesn't save you particularly. He just does his job and gets the fuck out. He doesn't care. <laughs> don't who worry. Slime Marbo is here. Yeah. Pretty much it, yeah, and uh, so, and uh, about those Katacha devils, uh, there is a rite of passage about being bait for one so he can draw it out. Oh, god. And so the rest of them can kill it, maybe. Which means that you're literally running into uh, death itself. Just so you can become, uh, just because to show them that you're of age and you can be set off off world to become an Imperial soldier. <laughs> And in the 42nd millennium, there was a demon incursion on Katachan. Okay. So the, the, the big dumb bastards came to Katachan. And by the time Gilliman and his fucking cronies of uh, pencil pushers came to try and save Katachan, they already dealt with all of it. Like, it, 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 uh, a single world filled with humans was able to beat down a whole goddamn demonic incursion. Because of the flora and fauna and the fact that the jungle fighters. Well, I'm officially simping for Sly Marbo. Everybody is at some point. I mean, he's not the most awesome character in the entire books. Pretty, uh, uh, no, no, the... no, no, no. No such thing. Sly Marbo oh, no. is best boy. So they're pretty much they're better ones. <laughs> Way better ones. I can also direct you to Tiberius the Red Wake. A.K.A. Fuck shit up. The guy. <laughs> Oh, uh, speaking of reading, I have I have a recommendation for everybody and for yourself. What? Saga. Oh yeah, I've read Saga. Saga is good. Saga's fine. Saga's really good. It's a shame they're on hiatus right now, and they're up to book nine. And the way book nine ends made me cry, but it's it's incredible. Saga is really good. I highly recommend it. Do you have any? Do you have a recommendation for book? Uh Usually, but it depends what people want to read, so... Well, I recommended a comic. You can recommend a book book, because you, you read more books than I do. I, I mainly read comics. So. Um, uh, 
Oh god, oh, what was the name? I have the book next to me, not this one, it's another one. It was by a French author. Uh, oh god, what was it? I'll need to find it. Tight. Yeah, it's, it's a very good piece. What was it? Yeah, oh, my, my attention span oh. is kind of shit half the time for books, so it's one of those. Nah, because I've read this a couple years ago, I still would recommend it. Uh, shout out to anyone who wants to read it, uh, read books like this. And no, it's not a math book, imagine that. Oh. I could give you a lot of those, though. <laughs> People don't know the story, but, like, we used to chill and have coffee a lot at this uh, coffee at this Waterstones in Manchester. We would go there every week, you know. And people knew me for my math books, mostly. Yeah, and, like, we would go. Like, even the baristas knew us. Like, they would start making their drinks when we showed up and stuff. And uh, Eva would sit down. Like, whoever whoever came first, we would go, you know, pick a table and sit down and wait for the other person. Which was usually because I was there first for some reason. You were always there first, yeah, because getting there from our, like, from the other end of town was difficult for me because obviously Manchester public transport is uh shit. So like I would get there and I would come in, I, I would have like my drawing pad and I sit down to draw. Eva would sit down to read. And then all of a sudden he would say, let me read you this part of the book. And by the time I said, please don't, he was already halfway through the part <laughs> and it was always math. And it was just, don't when Eva says, "Let me read you this part of this book." It will, it's most likely a math book, and your brain will fry halfway through. Just all right. So I remember what the book was about, but I only remember the name of it. And to so googling that shit's gonna take me some time. Right. It's about uh, a kid that loses his mother. His father is a busted-up alcoholic. Uh, he starts living alone, and he's saved by uh, the shopkeeper downstairs, who turns out to be this. Uh, Muslim guy and he's Jewish and they start having this uh, father-son relationship and about his understanding of how the world works okay it's it's a very good book it's genuinely amazing I know we kind of butchered a lot of it right now and the explanation is kind of weird but trust me it's really worth reading it one of my friends gave it to me because I gave him uh, 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 I gave a Ferguson's Wake in English which, uh, for those who haven't read Defendant's Wake in English, good luck, motherfuckers. <laughs> good luck. Like, I, I, that almost fried my brain on the first 10 pages. Like, shit's just, oh, God. Like, you know that the first, like, I think it was the first three pages is just a non-stop uh, sentence. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And it makes oh. sense if you dissect it slowly. It is a virtuoso of the English uh, language uh, playing god with the language itself it's very worth reading it but okay. that one takes ages to, uh, to read i i've had much easier times reading the letters of a stoic than this shit and that's no particular book that you read fast it's kind of like reading lovecraft in places no much slower see Finnegan's Wake, like I said, it's about the English language and the way you can twist and turn it in the hands of a truly capable man and that's what makes it so great. Because the story's there, everything's fine, but the word usage... It reminds me back of uh, Bulgarian language during... Uh, not Impressionist. During Symbolism. 
give me a time period because symbolism fucking yellow oh jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> so early early 1900s uh so yeah symbolism pretty much if i think it was yeah it was one of the two wait it was post let me, let me, let was... me just double check because i haven't done this shit ever since i uh, uh ever since uh high school for good reason yeah, it's, it's, it's the start of the earlier 20th century for us Oh, no, wait, no. 1886, it says, but that's for for Europe. Uh, I mean, it's, give it, give or take, I think it was Yavrov. Uh, there we go. I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a category for uh, poets, Bulgarian poets that are, yeah, it is Yavrov. Oh. Debalanov. Geomilev. Wait, no, wait. Dimitri Debalov is not that. Oh no, he is. Uh, he is in no, the category. No, he no, he's the diabolism and fatalism mostly. Wait, no, Debalov. No, no, no. I, I, I thought about the other guy, but yeah, Debalov. Well, uh, oh God. Dalchev. Yes, Dalchev. Dalchev. Exactly, Dalchev. Oh, the guy, the uh, Dalchev is one of those guys that just. No, Dalchev was easy. The battle was where the hit, the shit hit the fan, and all of us were like just praying we never get this motherfucker. Yeah, Dalchev is one of those guys that wrote just a sh when you when you read Atanas Dalchev, it is literally just a stream of consciousness. A lot of times, like it's a lot of his work. It's simple. That's what it is. It's actually simple. Wait, no, it's, it's not, not Dalchev I'm thinking of. No, you're thinking about Dalchev. Because Dalchev was fatalism and uh, fatalism. No, and, yeah, uh, Dalchev is the guy that wrote... Pretty streamlined. That wrote uh, Gradet, right? Uh, I don't think so. He or wrote Nakashtata, I think? Yeah, yeah, but well, what, it was... uh, it's, it's, what's the one... Something oh. nice. Let me... Hold on. Let me go to this. What? Hold on. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, uh. <sighs> okay, okay, no, his was the window, the what uh, we all read. Yeah. yeah. 1926 window. Gotta hit this. It's, I just have that, to isn't it? it? Yeah, but... Angel of Charter. Yeah, who's the guy that... Oh, I cannot remember... cannot for the life of me remember the the name of the poem, but I remember fucking love... Oh, it was Smilinski that I'm thinking of. Oh, you mean... Christos uh, Smilinski. Uh... <laughs> it's defi definitely Smirnovsky that I'm thinking of because his um, was it him? <laughs> At this point, I don't even know anymore, man. Because uh, uh, he, was shitting out fucking poetry one after the other. Oh yeah, a lot of Bulgarian poets from like the early 1900s were. 
I've read half of these and I don't want to remember a single one of them. Yeah, no. Uh, or is it? I don't even know. It was a very depressing one and I remember going, holy shit, this is depressing, but I remember loving it as well. So, I... Uh, Who was the guy that, 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 that talked about throwing pots at people from his window? I don't remember that part. Uh, that sounds like Russian, though. No, no, no. It's a Bulgarian. It's a Bulgarian writer. It must uh, was it Dachev? No, uh, maybe actually. Because wait, window. You said yeah. It's probably Dachev because he has what called the window. It has to be that one. I'm just gonna, because I remember it was a Dolce of the guy that just wrote prose in a way that it was just a bunch of words one after the other on like on separate lines for each. No, I think that might be Gil Miliff. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. It's because. Oh yeah. Go Zimi Vecheri. It is. Yeah, I don't want to go. Yeah, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it's it's Smirnovsky that I'm thinking of that I remember loving a lot of his work because yeah. it's all very depressing and dark. I mean, so it, it kind of goes towards that. It was nice to read it in English. Uh, it reminded me back of home, but also highlighted the differences between the languages and how when we do it, it's a fucking shit show because you're trying to figure out what the fuck the guy was actually <laughs> trying to say. Well, uh, well, in wake, you knew what he was saying. He was just doing it in a very over-the-top way. It's, it was still kind of nice. Yeah. And it was just like, fuck, we were just, why do we have to do this to ourselves? Why do these bastards have to write like the, you know, with their fucking ass and I have to gather whatever little information I have from the goddamn uh, period and what style he was uh, using to try and figure out what the fuck he was trying to say. Mm -hmm. Fuck your symbolism. Yeah, a lot. I, it is Dolce for the guy that throws things at people. Yeah, like I said, because he's was a uh, he's uh, he's a realist mixed with a lot of depression. No, no, he's not realism. He's fatalism plus diabolism. That's yeah. that's the thing. It's always that, and that's what made him so easy because he was the easiest one to understand out of all of them because it was always a streamlined shit. Like yeah, but it's also you know, a lot of it is again. It is. Uh, a stream of consciousness to where you would have just long passages of just words. I mean, but he never, but he only wrote uh, poetry. He never wrote prose. Smirnovsky yeah. wrote prose. Yeah. Smirnovsky wrote a lot of fucking shit. He wrote a lot of like I, po I, poems that read his stories and they were fucking oh, he, just. He wrote mm. stories as well. Remember, yeah. he has both of them. Yeah, Bulgarian authors are very versatile <laughs> in a lot of cases. And I hate all of it. I got to remember back in the day was really botif. I was like, so the poetry I could take. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, it's because it's mainly fully, patriotic stuff and very politically he, charged. No, no, no. He, he, his poetry was uh, classic romant romant romantism. Yeah. Yeah, but his political satire is something I fucking despise. Mm. It is just, uh, it's mind-boggling sometimes, because telling to study that, a guy that wrote for Sata for political situation, we did, we do not completely understand, because it happened way before. It's just, 
throwing daggers in the dark and trying to hit a goddamn bee out of it. Maybe you get it, maybe you don't. Probably won't. Yeah. Wait, is it? Maybe it's not Dolchev then. I remember, I cannot remember like who the person I'm thinking of. I just remember that I'm, I was reading somebody's, you know, work. And it was literally like six or seven lines, one after the other, with just a single word on each line. And I cannot remember which author that was. And this is going to bother me for a bit. But it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, this is past knowing. Uh, I think you're referring to... Uh, oh God, what was the guy that was killed by uh, the... the Socialists. It's almost every other fucking. It wasn't Gilbert, the other one. Uh, he was Pessin, uh, Pessin I think. This is. Vaptsarov. Uh, Vaptsarov was was like a. He was a very. He loved the party. He were right about the way like the the way the communist party prospered oh. he wrote about factories and and, and the, the human mm -hmm. condition of, of its time he died at the age of 32 oh he did not like kenya but he got killed i remember did that he? part because uh, he has uh, a song about hum uh, humanity was the one we read i think the one was the other one was uh, what was uh, I think it was bicycle some shit. I don't know. I don't bicycle, bicycle. Uh, faith as well. Prostan, which I can't even fucking translate. <laughs> I don't know. All uh, I, all I remember was that I mean, Dolchev wrote in the sixties a lot because he passed away in seventy eight. So. There's a lot, there's a lot about. It's been fucking years. Oh since yeah. I'm just, dumped. I'm just looking at some of this stuff and it's just giving me horrible flashbacks of, you know, school shit and shit. shit that, it's not even about that. It's, it's, it's like, so it's like your teacher going, analyze this and you're racking your brain to even try and figure out what this person would have said back then with, you know, with with his words and his it is in the way he writes but also a lot of it is incomprehensible for somebody at the age that we studied at and also it's you can't put yourself in the shoes of that person because you didn't live in that time and the most annoying part is i'm pretty sure that a lot of it wasn't meant to be taken in the way that we took it or the way we were taught to take it because in a lot of cases you you will you will get told hey analyze this and you would analyze it and and say this is what i think the author is saying and then the teacher would say you're not correct this is what the author was saying and this is what this is what this is how he should have analyzed it which completely disregards the way completely yeah, disregards analysis i know which one you're talking about it was gil millif all along i fucking knew this was it yeah it's september by gil millif just write september gil millif and enjoy oh no uh I fucking knew that did this shit. Was it? Oh, it is September. Oh, it is September. Oh my god. <laughs> no. 
you know, I was kind of happy because back when we studied this, I kind of skipped it. I wasn't there for this part. I, I just heard the fucking shit show that happened at school in my class when they had to study Gil Miller. And I was like, thank God I skipped this because I would have gone insane. Like, fuck well, but me. You can I see just... September developing itself as it goes. And it sort of adds more. But the first couple of passages of September, you're reading it and you're like, especially when you're a kid or like however old we were when we studied this. And you're reading that up, 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 up to that point with other authors, you've read stuff that rhymes stuff that ha- that's like politically charged or things that are like love stories or, you know, po- poems that make sense within their own context. And then you get slapped across the face with this shit, which literally, which literally I... has a couple of lines with a few words each. And then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, over 20, lines in this in the first couple of passages there are just a single word on each line and then your teacher goes analyze every single word and tell me what it means and you're like no i feel like he was just lazy and that's how he wrote it but the reason why he did it like that uh it was um, because he was using a graduate uh, uh, uh gradually increasing the intensity of the words that mm-hmm. fall it was it was a shit show like i don't know and i remember but i'm looking at some of these and a lot of them are like, just fucking synonyms to each other as well like it's it, but that's the whole point because we don't do synonyms the same way both languages yeah, do that's also true because uh, I remember when I was uh, uh, studying English, uh, my teacher was like, see, in Bulgarian uh, education, using synonyms is a fucking necessity. Yes. But not in English, because synonyms don't exactly mean the same thing, and it's a graduation, you know, gradually different meaning to them. Because, you know, you say, like, my cousin, my family, my kin, which is something completely different than what you're trying to do by... Uh, it just goes further and further away from you trying to say for us that kind of doesn't really apply until it applies yep. we have to know when it applies and when it doesn't apply and when it applies and when it doesn't apply it's up to us to decide it but it's also to uh, to the reader itself so we have to travel through this fucking middle line of just trying to get the point across but this point across is kind of muddled through a lot of words and these words being kind of the same thing but they don't really but they also do mean the same thing exactly they go like oh, I'm fucking done with that shit I was just like fucking give me a fucking deal and get, get me the fuck out of here mm-hmm. Bulgarian literature in a nutshell and I actually got a B on this shit <laughs> I think I, I, think I don't even so. oh uh, our teacher was notoriously hard like no our, ours if... was as well except for when you used her uh her templates and analyze it the way she wanted you to analyze, which completely contradicts analysis in itself. But yeah. no, I was was a hard ass against how you look at. It. If she mocked you as being a dumbass, like you, you just go on her bad side, you were oh, yeah. fucked. I have friends who were fucked. You know how bad it was. I got a C in high school on literature, and I went to the national exams and I got an A. <laughs> I, and my teacher was like, "Oh, so how much did you get? I got for I got an A." And she was like. Bullshit! I was like, that's a, a lot, doesn't it? I mean, but she held us to a higher standard, though. Yeah, yeah, that, well, that, yeah my, te- my teacher held us to standard, but I feel like she, like, we got, we ended up respecting each other quite a bit by, I want to say, the end of eighth grade, because she realized that I was actually thinking when I was analyzing; it wasn't just repeating what she said, 
And in a lot of cases, she would like, we would have conversations outside of school as normal people. And I was one of the few she actually spoke to, you know, oh, like see. as a normal person, which was very weird for other people. Mine didn't. Mine never respected me. She just knew that uh, I was capable of uh, doing the shit I just didn't want to because it was yeah. just painful to do. And uh, she usually gave me a pathway half the time. She was like, okay, can you do this? No, okay, so just so, I'll write you a fucking C so, and oh, move on. fucking smartest, move on, yeah. Yeah, just I'll, I'll write you a C and move on. I was like, okay, fine, I'm okay with that. Then it was, at the end, I was like, I go on a day. She was like, how the fuck did you do that? I was like, well, you know, I mean... It was still I could do it. I just said I didn't want to do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, you just, you just wink at her. It's like, well, you know. And she was, and she was like, uh, one of my other friends, Gigi, he, was, uh, he got a D. And she hated him. But with, uh, he opened his mouth and she heard what he said. So Ooh. he was marked for death for like three years. It was like, how much did you get? He was like, I got an A. And she was like, bullshit. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Okay, so my friend Andre, he was like, how much did you get? Please don't tell me. He was like, I got a B. And he usually got Fs and Ds. Because he, honestly, he gave less of a shit than I did. <laughs> that was a fucking thing. She was like, what the fuck is this? He was like, what? what? I was like, he fucking showed you, you fucking bat. But we all still love and respect her. That's the thing, though. She may have hated us. But we still uh, loved and respected for what she did. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot, a lot of, of it. I, I feel that way for like a lot about my teachers uh, from back in high school. Because she did force us to think a bit and yes. she did uh, reward us for it. When we were doing it, then again, we never actually did it, but that's besides the point. But she did uh, manage us to think outside the box on occasions. Like, you know how, you know how I know that Botif was, was a romantic oh. writing style? Well, one time in 10th grade, picks us, she pick, uh, uh, picks us up and decides to grill me. Okay. She was in a bad mood, by the way. That's usually, <laughs> when she's in a bad mood, I'm always uh, up, up you're, the show. You're the one that's like in the middle of it, yeah. Uh, that was a given. Everybody knew this. So when she was in a bad mood, I just never even fucking went down to my seat. I just knew I was following it. Everybody else did. And uh, so she walks into the classroom. <laughs> she walks in and you see she's in, bad room, in the bad mood and you just do, get off your chair and you go, oh, let's get do you know how we? Do you know how we were in a bad mood? You know how we were, she was in a bad mood. She walks in and I was like, all the class goes like, good morning, uh, miss. You're the Noah. And she's like, doesn't even remark us. Just Oof. motions us to sit down. And I'm like, oh, shit. And, and you just, we go at again. that point, you're just getting off your chair going, let's, let's I, get this over I with. Never, I never even <laughs> sat down. I never even sat down. She's like, she she looks at the goddamn uh, and She's like, who's number nine? That's my number. I was there. I was like, me. Oh, so you're already over. I was like, I never sat down. And she's like, what the fuck did you say? She was like, let's begin. I already knew what was happening. Everybody else did. Everybody was like, Fuck me! Everyone was praying I do something because this is this was the one chance I can actually fucking remedy the whole situation. Remember, this is eight o'clock in the morning. This is, this is first period, seven uh, seven o'clock actually in the morning. And I'm like, okay, let's begin. And she's like, okay, so let's put you back in a couple of fucking years ago. I was like, shit. Oh no, <laughs> not that. Because well, uh, tenth period was uh, European literature. Uh, surprisingly, we had a fucking. Uh, uh, break between Bulgarian literature uh, through the years. He was like, so, what style did Botif use? And I sit there, and I'm literally running fucking equations in my hand. I was like, no. Romantic? It's, it's, like, it's that it's that, it's that, that gif of Zach Galifianakis with all the... Uh, yeah, with all the... I was like... Uh, 
I was literally fucking a question. I was like, yeah, but he's always talking about that. But it's always, but the tone. Romantic. And she goes like, what? She, for a second, she stops. She looks at me. Everybody's like, are you stupid? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, everybody write this down. Oh, no. He was correct. He he does uh, romantic. Uh, he he's romantic. I was like, fuck yeah! I was like, how the fuck did you know that? Well, she was like, how did you know that? Now the, 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 they asked you. I was like, well, you see, he always used the tone about the maybes, about the, his potential death and what it will be. There was always in this tone about the hopeful future and shit. That's typical romantic. I was like, that is absolutely and utterly correct. Next question. I was like. Let's be, let's, let's get this shit show going on. She asked me uh, shit I didn't know about it, made her laugh. And he was like, okay, okay, sit down, sit down, it's fine. And I was like, he did it, he did it. I was like, I dodged a bullet. points. <laughs> yeah, I know, the, those times, though, those times were fucking hilarious. Mostly to, to see how a goddamn 26 people sitting in a goddamn classroom, half of them studied the living shit out of this. They see her in a bad mood and everybody just fucking freezes because they know there's something yeah. bad's gonna happen. Like, you can know the shit and she will still fucking destroy you. She just knows and she just uh, uh, searches for an outlet for her anger. And yeah, it is wrong. But in the end, you still learn something out of it. Like, it's not just someone takes the bullet, but you all learn something. So next time when she asks this and she's in a better mood, you can impress her. Someone has to bite the bullet in this case. I, usually it was me, and I was okay with that. Because I also managed to learn a lot, and that was the most appreciative part of her way of teaching. And yeah, you know, I already knew it was going to happen, so I can't really blame anyone else, uh, else but me. But, you know, my friends dodged the bullet, they helped me up uh, other shit I didn't know while I was doing this shit, while I was helping them with shit I knew. That's how it used to go, didn't it? Oh yeah, I was doing the English math, uh, math homework, and occasionally something else, maybe physics. If we had physics, <laughs> they were doing my chemistry and biology because I didn't do shit. The funny thing is, I finished with goddamn chemistry. <laughs> one thousand five hundred thousand still no jack shit about chemistry because I never learned. I never off chemistry, and then at one point I just kind of fell off it, and I just started doing it for the sake of getting it done. I feel like I, I, I felt I felt like that for about for a lot of. Like uh, you, you remember, school. you remember what I what school I come from, and you know oh, my yeah. chemistry was my second specialty in that mm -hmm. school. You should know how fucking horrible it got. Oh yeah, it got to the point that I was taught by uh, university professors in high school analytical chemistry, which sounds way more fun than it is. And first part, I don't know, Jack. It's just hey, anal's in the word. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like the, the first part of the year, the first uh, the first semester. I didn't know Jack shit about it because it was basically uh, the problems were all the same. You're giving a you're given a colorless uh, mix of some things, and you need to deduce what's what's in those uh, what's in the beaker down Always to the last fun. component. Yeah, there's, there is a method and a process behind it. It's not particularly difficult if you study it, but I didn't, so I didn't know about it. My <laughs> friends helped me out a lot. The second part was finding pHs and shit. It was basically just math. See, that one... A I lot mean, of I it devolves into math at the end, yeah. Yeah, see, that's the fun part. That part I knew, because I, I may have not known shit about chemistry, but I knew math, and that's the difference. I was just fucking acing that shit. So come here comes the, the end of the second semester. She's like, okay, so let's see the grades now. And number nine... I could write you a six, I could write you a five, which is basically <laughs> NB. 
What what did you say? If you want sex, you need to get out here and uh, uh, solve a couple of problems. And I know something about her that they told me. And if I take that option and I fuck up completely, she can write me a D, even a C, if I pay, if it's way too fucking bad. Yeah. So basically, it's just playing fucking off. It was like, so I look at her, she's smiling. I was like, I'm not doing it. She was like, why? Because I know what you're going to do. You're going to put me on the shit from the first semester, which I, you know I don't know shit about. Because <laughs> the grades showed themselves. Like, you see that the first uh, semester I got, like, Ds and Bs barely. But the second one, I only got As. So you know if you give me a problem on the second uh, on the second semester, I'll get the A. But that's not what you want. You want to see how I grew and how my grades going to take the best out of me. I'm not doing that. And she's, she looked at me and was like, good. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I touched the bullet. <laughs> she's like, oh. She's looking at me like, oh, you fucking smartass, you. I mean, shit, well, props, props, right. I called her bluff and she, she wrote me a B. She's like, I honestly, at this point, she was like, I can even write your name, but you want the B, so I'll take, give you a B. Oh, yeah. Second question. Catching second an question. adult in their bluff is one of the most satisfying things mm. you, could, you could ever do. But here's the fun part. She, she looked at me because uh, she said, are you planning on doing anything with chemistry after school? And I was like, continue in the field. I was like, no. Right. She was like, okay, sure, fine. I'll write you a paper. Honestly, if you said that earlier, I probably would write you an A because, you know, <laughs> grades do matter, but I know if you're not going to do anything with chemistry, I don't There's need There's not much of a point, yeah. Because a lot of the people who I finished high school with went on to, uh, to work and uh, being doctors and dentists and doing ge- uh, genetics and chemistry. And for them, it really mattered. So they got grilled a fucking lot out of it. I remember in 12th grade where they were prepping for the bad exams, they were just constantly being shot on on every fucking uh, <laughs> side. Like all of them, just our biology teacher. Every fucking hour, every class we had, it was just basically them writing, uh, writing exams, uh, chemistry, writing exams. Us that didn't want to do this shit, we, we got off kind of scot free, got tests at best, like crazy. And I did ask my friends because let's be fair, if we're not gonna do this, I probably don't know shit. So, yeah, fair enough. And yeah, that's the, that's the main thing because. Teachers that recognize if you want to do something, they will grill the living shit out of you. And I'm okay with that. If they know you're not going to do shit, I don't see a problem with them giving you a, a pass, let's say. Just look at, uh, look at it and be like, you know what? Okay, let's let, uh, let's not just grill him too much. Just give <laughs> just him, let, him off, let him off. Get it, yeah, get it done. Just, get it done. Yeah, let, let him have a good grade. It's like not a great grade, if it, uh, uh, but a good grade. Like be maybe a name if he's good at it. But if he doesn't plan on, there's no point in you t- them trying to shit all of them. Yeah, no point in pushing it when... Clearly. Our history, our history teacher was fucking uh, military training us to not pick history as our goddamn uh, national exam. <laughs> she gave us every fucking uh, 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 the class we had a test that's on the fucking national exam. And trust me, that shit was fucking nasty. Oof. I don't, so I, don't, nasty. I don't even want to imagine that because every time we hear, we got given a test and it was part of the national exam. I'm like, oh, oh no, no. I, I, no, no, I no. feel fucking was, anxious. This was specifically bad because the test they gave for the for the history it was so bad that no one was taking it. Because if you want to do something with history, which is basically going to law, you your the odds were you're going to get a lower grade than you do what you want. Oh. So most people ended up taking shit like I like me. I took English and fucking literature because literature is mandatory. Yeah, I, I think I took English as well as my national. <laughs> I mean, yeah, oh, that's probably yeah, the easiest. It was, yeah, it was literature and yeah, literature in English. 
and um, well, uh, she gave us the wad. And my friend, my best friend, was uh, at his wedding. He's he's really good at history. He knows his shit. And he looked at it. And was like, I, I don't even know how those things because it was like this small uh, rebellion done in 1836 uh, and down in the fucking uh, Rodops, like deep in the Rodops. <laughs> Which villages did it pass through? In the correct order. Oh. And, I was, and I was like, what the fuck is... Oh, no. I didn't even no, know this shit no. existed. Vill- order? How many did it go through? <laughs> Excuse and, uh, me? <laughs> and most of us got like... Because uh, there, there was like... I think it was I got to beat by pure fucking luck. Because uh, I was able to score the correct ones or the cho- multiple choices ones. I didn't know the shit about the rest, but I was managed to squeeze by by a B. But that's once... Most of us got D's, F's, and C's. Barely C's. Most of us got these nuts. And she's like, this is why you will never pick this as a national exam. Repeat after B now. You will <laughs> never fucking pick this shit ever again. No, 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 no. We will never pick this. And one dumbass in the other classes picked history as his. Boy, did he get shot on. Oh, no. Hmm. No, no, no. Just no. My, my best friend chose geography. He did really well geography. I think he got an A. It was with that, uh, you know, it's just... It was like, it's such a fucking disparity because English was a fucking shit show. Uh, by the way, you can get fucked over on the English one. Yeah, you definitely can. Uh, you get fucked over. To be fair, you can get fucked over in any exam. If, you know. No, the English was specific because you know we have the listening part. Yes. It's basically, yeah, uh, in certain schools, the, uh, cas- the, the cassette players. They, yes, yeah, they, they did play it on cassettes to make it even harder for you to listen. They weren't working. Oh, so how, so how would that work then? They told them just circle it on fucking random and just move on. Really? They didn't, yeah. they didn't even like have a transcript for them to read? No, they didn't have a transcript. Shit. Yeah, basically, you could get really fucked up on that one. It was still a risky thing to do to take English. Mercifully, yeah, my English was fucking hilariously easy. Yeah, mine was as well. But, you know, that's the fact that... I remember the only question I got wrong was the Hermione one, because it was spelled weird, and I forgot Hermione is spelled weird. So. Oh, 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 wait, what what did Hermione's name mean? I know that one. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I didn't even realize it said fucking Hermione it, on it. So neither did I. It took me like fucking fifteen minutes. I was like Hermione. I was like, who? What? Because huh? I because I've never read uh, Harry Potter in English. Neither have I. That's the thing that people need to understand. Like reading shit like this, uh, we uh, we read it in uh, mother languages, so we knew how we spoke Hermione, but we never actually read the English ones. <clears throat> and the funny thing is. The whole text never made a reference to that specific question. Mm-hmm. I reread it like 50 fucking times. I finished the whole exam, went back just for that specific question because I was dead fucking sure. This was never mentioned in the text. It was never there. And I was like, you know what? I know the story. I know the character. I'm going to go with this one. <laughs> and I was right. Fucking place, place to be... Uh, place to be a well-read individual, I guess. <laughs> it helps when you're well-read. Yeah. Well, first, it, uh, literature be a literate bastard, not an illiterate one. 
Uh, I also remember the literature one, the first question. Till the end, I was, I, I was thinking that there was a typo in there because it was like, but not the typo as in the was uh, misspelled because uh, it was like find the mistake. But I was thinking that the typing machine never actually put the uh, appropriate thing up because it was like it was a uh, e and. Uh, E kratko thing, if okay. you remember correctly. So you know how the e kratko thing has the word work uh, twinkle top of it? Yes. Yeah, that, that looks like maybe it's a part of the sheet or not. <laughs> I oh, so, so that, it's, like, it's like a misprint or something. So you're like, huh? Well, no. It's not a misprint. I was thinking it was a fault with the paper itself. Because I read the question. It was like, which one of those four words has a mistake in it? Uh, I knew two of them did not have the mistake in them immediately. But the other two, I was like, so I'm not sure if this is because this is wrong if this is what I think it is. But the second one, I was like, I know that this was spelled wrong, but is this one? But maybe the other one? So I started doubting myself because that's not fun. That wasn't fun at all. So I was like, I went with a gut feeling and said, if I know that three of them have no mistakes, and I'm not sure about the, if, this is a, the, if this is supposed to be like this, Pretty much sure that this is gonna be the the fourth one's gonna be the one I'm uh, not sure about. Yeah, that, that also makes sense to be fair. It's it's, it's it's the rule of elimination. So, I mean, it is the rule of elimination, but it's a fucking shitty rule of elimination. Because if you're not sure if it's a fault with the paper, yeah, uh, but just, you might as well go I, for it at that point. Because yeah, I was like, fuck it, might lose. as well. Yeah. Funnily enough, we finished the test and I was with my friends, and they were like, "What the fuck was the first question?" I was like, "I wrote that one because I thought this because I knew the other thing." I was like, "Yeah." Because we all had the same process, like without three of them are not, uh, uh, they're not wrong. But the fourth one, is this a fucking mistake or not? Because we weren't sure. Because this is not a mistake, then maybe we we're wrong. And someone that there is a mistake, so all of us just looked at the fucking question like complete idiots for like <laughs> 50 fucking minutes because we finished the rest of it really fast. It was like, you know what, fuck it. All of us just do like circle the circle. It was like, fuck it, might as well. I was also goddamn suppressed, which. We got fucking Vazu for all. It was so Vazu. easy. It was so fucking easy. Yeah, but the last time we actually studied Vazu was in ninth, ninth grade. I know, but which... Vazu is one of those that you can just interpret so easily to where. It... Yeah, I also nailed that one. I wasn't even surprised by me. I, was, I read Vazu, I was like, really? Fucking this shit? Uh, I thought we were going to have another fucking he, he's, a, he's, he's incredibly easy to interpret. Yeah, I, for a second there, I thought we were going to have another fucking Angelinka issue. Oh, dog. God, please no. Well, because uh, it turned out that the next couple of years outside the outside uh, the next year, the, the other years were just basically the same fucking water mm-hmm. every fucking time with the same fucking thing. And I was just went like, uh... yeah. right? I'd say this is us for tonight. Cause, yes, uh, it today, is. Cause today, we've been... tonight, we've been rambling about Bulgarian literature for the last half hour. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot we can do. Oh yeah. I can explain. We can give you pointers. You can tell which one's worth reading. Yes, uh, actually, if anybody wants to know anything about uh, Bulgarian literature, but, let us know but, and we will tell you. But be careful because uh, you're going to have to read the translations and the translations butcher. Some oh. of it isn't. Uh, all of Vazov's work is incredibly well translated in English. But it misses the point on how the times, because like yeah. I said, when our poets construct something, every word as a point in there. Yes. Also, a lot of it is stooped in the history of the time, and you will need to know quite a bit about that to get into it. And 
all the words they're also new ones specifically for that it's like a yeah. very well crafted masterpiece that's the problem with it that's the English, thing, yeah. English is a lot simpler yeah when it comes to that kind of stuff those specific words those specific intonations and the that are being used they bring a lot to it they paint the picture literally they paint the picture they give you the tone of the whole thing they give you the new ones they give you the feeling that's being given to you and that's how we uh, we know what we're reading at very new that's ones. how we can yeah. yeah like i tried to translate once haji dimitar oh <laughs> my friends just looked at me i was like this sounds stupid i was like the, it the one that has a metaphor every every fucking three words that you need to interpret oh. through synonyms Oh no no no! That's not Hajji Dimitar. Hajji Dimitar is Toskoid partner boys to that. Oh, 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 oh. The, the patriotic fucking yeah. anthem. See, and when I when I got to Toskoid partner boys to that, it's like the boy. I was like, but this is translated so fucking horribly. I was he like, who falls in the fight for liberty, he does not die. He's mourned. Yes. For fight for freedom. Well, liberty and freedom are freedom specifically freedom in this yeah. case but here's the thing like Bulgarian it starts with toss which is an accusatory tone and at this point you already know because it's accusing why didn't you do it yeah and he did it because you both should have done it and at this point it just falls flat and he was like but in english it's just he it just kills yeah. it from he from the first or step. or they you could use they but even in that case you would have to use something along the lines of he who was not you uh, so in this you who are not case, he or uh, I don't even know I mean no in this specific case it's gonna it has to be he because uh, uh, the whole because uh, it's about Haji Dimitar. yeah the thing about and a lot of the words in Bulgarian literature is they hold yeah. a lot of meaning and you can it, and one word can mean several things within the context of the of the, of the piece that it's written in which is very yeah, hard yeah. to translate and very hard to explain in a context to where you'd be like yeah this is what it means without ruining the initial text in english yeah. and yeah, i mean they didn't understand the general meaning of the words yeah but understanding the meaning and knowing the power behind them is two completely different things oh yeah it's it's, it's a mess because when i was just like i flattened everything it sounded almost comical in my head i was like this just doesn't well, seem not only you flatten it because there's a there's quite a the english doesn't have all the all the gender stuff as well when it comes to the way words are used in Bulgarian, that a lot of the meaning and a lot of the, a lot of the stuff is just lost because it's all yeah, all, he, it all just he becomes doesn't mutual. refer to a man. He doesn't refer to a man. He refers to a person. Yes, but in English, when you say he, you think of a man or a person. Well, use they, I guess. But they makes no sense because they is also mostly. When you, we say they, we think about plural. Yeah. But That's they the in, they in English is in plural though. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't, but it is the thing, though. For us, it is. It's uh, a singular point of an individual who sacrificed everything just so he can give the rest of us the, the freedom. That's the whole point of it. Not multiple, just one example of a person who did it. Yeah, what he let's, sacrificed, let's how just, he's... Uh, let's just... It, 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 it just kills it like it completely kills it whichever if you use here or there it just doesn't particularly work yeah let's just leave it for now because we can get into that we can, we might just make an episode on explaining that kind of shit because it's interesting enough to explain but we'll see about that when the time comes gonna leave it for now because it's yeah i need to go make some food
Okay. So uh, thank you all for listening and tuning in and listening to the last half hour of rambling about connotations in the Bulgarian language. <laughs> eh, uh, could be worse, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the uh, our our dashboard on Anchor has a messaging bit, so you can send us a message if you want to. It is. Uh, you're more than feel free to uh, you know leave us a message uh, on there. And we will be sure to respond in the next episode, live on the show. All right. Thank you all for listening, tuning in, and we'll see you all next week on the Voices from Behind podcast. And this one, this time, it won't cut the music off. Uh-huh.